Matt up. It's the f***ing playoffs. Let's go. Tap and step. Your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tap Greg Tupper. And I'm the Step Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. And uh, thank you to the people who are just listening to this episode. And this is the first episode you've consumed of the season. Yes, thank you. We appreciate your subscriptions. And uh, yeah. There's, there's definitely people who have been like subscribed. But like, I'm not much of a podcast guy. But like now the playoffs are here and they're going to be like, ooh, a playoff bracket breakdown. Mm-hmm, that seems mm-hmm. fun. Because you know so there's going to be people who are, who have brackets going on in their office offices. and Yes. We, may, we, we won't encourage gambling on a high school football no, uh, podcast, but not. there's probably some lunch bets going on at, at, at minimum. I bet there's some lunch bets. Uh, you do know, like, for example, we were talking about this. Um, there is a greater than zero chance that it's Tepper versus Hartley in the area round of the playoffs. Man. Because if Coppell beats McKinney and Arlington beats Jesuit. Boy, the trash talk that week could be. Oh, it's going to be brutal. It's, it's going to be tough. It's, We're going to have to come up with some sort of stupid bet, too. Absolutely. There, there can't. Two of our alma maters can't play in the playoffs. And we, because no. Pickle, Atlanta's in 381. So yeah. none of, really, I guess. It Maynard's six A now, so conceivably yeah. they could meet now like a title game. Got Maynard Coppell State. I mean Maynard oh. Coppell State title is it's is, in play. It's it is now. <laughs> the likelihood is, is unlikely, but can you imagine? Oh my gosh! It you would two, be... ha, you two, you two would have to be honorary captains pregame. Yeah, we'd have to like go out there like we link arms with the captains be walking out there. What a, oh my what god! Awesome visual that would be. Oh We're walking god. out there, like all the players shake hands, but Ish and I just nod at each other, <laughs> and just cold icy stare at each other. This amazing. Is, this is your playoff preview edition, and I suppose by district preview edition of Tep and Step. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Mm-hmm. Coming up here in just a moment, we know why you're here. We're going to go through every bracket every region, and we're going to tell you what to think about the entirety of the Texas high school football playoff. Dude, I've done so much talking today. You so really my have. voice just gives out, like, you'll just forgive me. Um, but uh, we will start, as we always do, Matthew, with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week presented by Country Meats. Oh, wonderful, oh, sweet, sweet, sweet Country sweet, Meats. clean Country Meats. Sweet Clean Country Meats. A shout out, special shout out to our friends at Country Meats. Have a team in need? Country Meats makes fundraising easy and lets you earn 50% profit. Reach 50%. your team. And I even I know what profit is, and I'm a dumb dumb. Reach your team's goals fast. Use discount code STEP10. That's S T E P P 10 to get 10% off your first order at countrymeats.com countrymeats.com for people who don't understand finances but want to raise money for their teams. It's so easy that even I could do it. Exactly. 
I, it is that's easy. the great that's the greatest uh tagline ever right there yeah just it's so yes. easy a, it's so easy a dumb dumb can do it exactly right uh matt step your texas high school football fun fact of the week um the playoffs are here uh we're all geeked up about the playoffs we but so for many teams up. there hasn't been much playoff happiness uh, Austin Westlake has the longest active playoff winning streak at 18 wins in a row. Matt Step, which two teams are tied for the longest active playoff losing streak? Ooh. <sighs> playoff. So these are teams that, that have made the playoffs somewhat often and just don't win. Correct. Huh. That's tough. That's really good. Let's go with... Divine. Divine. Nope. And Divine, no. Okay, well, Divine's gonna be one of my guesses. <laughs> well, F me. <laughs> yeah, screw me. Um I know Clint had a long losing streak and they, they won in the first did. round. They, they have the longest they have the longest all time. They lost twenty two in a row. They started their, their program history yeah, 0 and twenty two before they won a playoff game, I believe in twenty nineteen. Against San Angelo Lakeview, I believe. Sounds right, yes. Yeah. But that is not um, the active record. Man, I'm stumped. This is a really good okay. question. I'm stumped. Tied at 19 consecutive playoff losses. The Wildcats of Fabens okay. have not won a playoff game since 1979. They have lost 19 consecutive playoff games. And then, Matthew, it brings me no joy to report but the Austin High Maroons have also mm. lost 19 playoff games in a row. They have High not Maroons. won a playoff game since they beat San Antonio Jefferson in a quarterfinal in 1957. Jeez. A long 19- time ago. <laughs> That's a long time ago. Anyway, there it is. Your Texas High School Football Fun Fact of the Week. Fabens, who did not qualify for the playoffs, and Austin High, who also did not qualify. Mm. I think the team with an active streak that is in the playoffs this year. Let me see. Did Waltrip make the playoffs? Waltrip did make the playoffs. They're playing, Waltrip is, playing Manville on Thursday night. At okay. Delmar. They can get their first. They can snap a 17-game playoff losing streak if they beat them. They haven't won a playoff game since 1994. Uh, and, yeah, Houston Westside also has a, a 15-game playoff losing streak. Okay. So so there you go. Your Texas High School fun fact of the week. Uh, the with uh, Fabens and Austin High, the longest losing streaks in the playoffs. Okay, so look, we would recap the week eleven, but you don't care. Mm. Like why? Like why would we do something you don't care about? I don't mean exactly. you. I mean you, the listener. <laughs> I care. Like, you care? Yes, I do. Um, yeah. Okay, this is the only thing I will say. The only thing I will say. Texas high school football coaches, if you are listening to my voice. Oh, I want you yes. to seriously consider moving your week 11 game to Thursday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> should, can, should we pull the curtain back just a little bit on that? Yes. So the f- Saturday of week 11 is like, I tweeted it out. It is the busiest high school football day of the year for me, for me personally. And I think for you too, as well. I think for yes. the, basically the whole, like basically we work, you know, don't cry for us too hard, right? Like we're we're at home working and we're we're in front of a computer, but we're doing football stuff. So we're yeah. pretty much working from eight a.m. to midnight that that mm-hmm. day. Like it's 
Mm-hmm. Most years, most years mm-hmm. we're working 8 a.m. to midnight because mm-hmm. it takes a long time. Because you know you have all the games Friday night, and then you got Saturday morning. You you we, like I still have to do. We still have to do kind of our week 11 kind of you know player of the week nominations, state rankings. Coach we have of the to week. do the world. By the way, we did rankings this week. You don't care. Yeah, no <laughs> one I mean? has anyone looked at our state rankings this week. I don't think one very, very few, but we still have to do all that, and then we have to go in and then figure out the district standings and then most of the districts I'd say 80% are pretty cut and dried, you know, six and oh, five and one, four and two, three and three easy, but it's the three way tie four way. We we usually have to pick up the phone and call and confirm. We kind of have an idea of the tiebreakers, but we we're not going to assume anything. And then we have to find out where everyone's playing, what day, what time, what stadium it takes. It takes a lot of work. Most years I would say, it's 12, 12.30 before, on Sunday morning before we've actually yes. got everything, a bow on everything. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, this year, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, I think I submitted my basically my final draft of all the playoff locations and, and times. It was before 5 o'clock. Dude. And then, then and we, were just, we were just waiting on the Saturday night games to end. Yeah. We were sitting here waiting, watching Commerce and Mineola. Yeah, I mean, we watched. We got to watch Commerce and Mineola just kind of as fans because what mm-hmm. nothing else to do. Um, and yes, that was like th- to have because there are two hundred and thirty UIL games on Thursday. Yes, and I understand that it's a pain in the rear end for a lot of people. I get it. Like I, I understand, but it ain't a pain in the ass for me because no, it, it is. Makes- it's all uh, about us here. It makes dude, our lives because way I got easier. to because I got to walk in to the office on like Friday morning at like nine thirty and do two hours of work and just like, dude, like get like 30 percent of the brackets done. That's never I've never been able to do that. It was magic. Oh, anyway, uh, shout out to weather. <laughs> yeah, the, the war on weather uh, called a ceasefire this past week. We did. We, we, we called a ceasefire. We welcomed, we welcomed the Friday storms. We were we like, are, please yeah. bring, obviously, to welcome the severe weather. Bring yes, the rain. Of like, yeah, we I mean, move the games to Thursday, everyone. That's what I mean. Next, hey, guys, next year, just schedule them on Thursday ahead of just time. Schedule. You know, that's what we say. It'd be great, guys. Everybody would love you. It would be great. Most notably, a bunch of people who work at a loose, an mm-hmm. loose office. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, so there, there's your, there's your week eleven recap. Uh, our, our stance is uh, a rare go weather. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so now it's on to the brackets. TexasFootball.com/slash/playoffs. You can find all the Texas high school football playoff brackets, and and here on the podcast. So let's let's start with this. Um, these, the the first week of the playoffs, as far as like a qual like game quality pr- uh, perspective is concerned is fine it is fine yeah, I, would, I, mean, I would compare it to i mean honestly if you're talking from a statewide perspective it's probably the worst week of the year from a game quality perspective it's 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 pretty much a lot like a ho-hum regular season weekend yeah. as far as the quality of games the only difference is it's 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 however many was it 300 you, you know i know you have this number how many three, elimination games are being played 352 352 elimination games Winner go home football games, which is always adds a little, a little spice to it. Mm-hmm. There's always some good two versus three matchups that are mm-hmm. very competitive that that end up being good games, um, that kind of thing. But then we get like last year, yep, 
We get we get there 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 will more than likely be one. Stanton Childers. That's exactly it. Yeah, there'll be one, or mm-hmm. or even, even to a lesser extent, Barbers Hill, Fort Ben Marshall last year. Mm-hmm. You know, there'll be there will be one stunning upset, and we're all going to go, "What the hell?" So yes. there's always one, mm-hmm. and that's that's what makes. I mean, even if you are a, you know, if you're Carthage and you're like, "Man, we got this. We're going to win a state championship. We're playing Ding Dong Pittsburghs two and eight. We already beat the crap out of them early in the regular season." Yeah, it's true, but there's still that little little there's little no chance. There's that little chance that Pittsburgh, you know, makes Childers. They were what forty yeah. two point favorites last yes, year. Were. No one. So I mean that that's what makes this week special and exciting. So so here's what we're gonna do is we're gonna go bracket by bracket, region by region, and we're gonna talk about it and talk it through. And then like we'll what we'll do is like if there's a really good like by district game. We'll shout you out on it. We'll say, hey, mm-hmm. this is a bi-district game that I'm interested in. Uh, something like that. But we're not going to do a game draft because because that's that's that just would be a waste of everyone's time. But we will start, Matthew, in the with the big boys. We do with the big boys. Okay. 6A Division One, the largest classification in the state of Texas. And I brought this up to Ish today, and I want to see if I get your opinion. Every year, really, the question on the 6AD1, 6AD2 split is going to be, is there one place where all the contenders pile into? I go back to 2018. That's always my standard. 2018, 6AD1, it was just every contender was in 6AD1. Like, every one of them. And it felt like they were all in Region 3. Yes. Everyone (laughs) piled in Mm -hmm. to the same bracket. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think we got this this year. I think now that the dust has settled, I would say that 6AD1 and 6AD2 probably got a fairly even split of contenders. I would agree with that. I, I think I think 6AD2, especially in Region 1, is unusually strong this year, which makes I think makes it really interesting because I think both oh. brackets are going to have a lot a lot of intrigue and a lot a lot to keep an eye on. So 6AD1 Region 1. We'll go to Region 1 here and um it, it's so interesting to go into a six A 6A division one region one and not immediately be talking about like, well, who's going to beat Allen? But like mm-hmm. the answer of who's going to beat Allen is like maybe Louisville. Like I'll, I'll pull back the curtain. I, p- I picked Louisville in the first round. I think Louisville is going to beat Allen. I think they could, and it's but yeah. that just belies what I think is a new frontier for six A division one region mm-hmm. one at least mm-hmm. right now. Because you've got teams here that you don't necessarily think of as statewide contenders, maybe off the rip, that now you look at the bracket, you're like, yeah, that's a that's a regional contender right there. I think a perfect example of that is North Crowley. Yeah, great. Ray Gates, they're 10 and 0. And the job he's done in year one has been incredible. I think the bracket lines up pretty nicely for them to get to the regional semifinals. I mean, they're going to be big favorites this week at home against Timber Creek. They're going to be favored over whoever comes out of the uh, Pebble Hills Permian game. I think North Crowley's got a great path to get to the third round. And then you're looking at possibly a matchup with Prosper. Prosper's mm-hmm. very good. They're my regional favorite, but I don't think Prosper is this overwhelming, looming power that North Crowley is going to going to be like, oh man, we can't beat these guys, you know. So I, th- I think I think the bracket lines up really well for Clint Hartman and Midland Legacy. I'm looking mm-hmm. there. I mean, I think they have a chance to go to the third round. Look, looking at how things shake out. No offense to Trinity or Keller, but I, 
Midland Legacies had to play South Lake Carroll in, in, in the last couple of years in the second round. So they're probably like, yeah, we'll play Keller right now. Sure. They're, they're not yeah. South Lake Carroll. Absolutely. So I, I think Prosper is the favorite, but I, I think there's high possibility for a mystery guest to emerge in the state semifinals out of region one. I would agree with that. I know there's some people in our office who are really high on North Crowley. I there's we've gotten some comp, some some pushback a little bit on some of our picks, which you can find on TexasFootball.com because uh, so do you know who the highest rated team in the in the computer according to the computer is in in region one? It, it's got to be Prosper, right? Arlington Martin, huh. l- just lurking there at the bottom of the of the rankings. Now Arlington Martin's nine and one. That one loss is to Allen. Mm-hmm. I think, and maybe this is me, and maybe this isn't fair, but Arlington Martin's history in the playoffs is not a good one. Like it's they 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 have. I've I've hitched my I've been burned by Arlington Martin before, getting really excited about them, mm-hmm. and I like this Arlington Martin team, but I wouldn't say that I love them. And that's kind of where I'm at with them. Two concerns I have of Martin: number one, Arlington ISD way down this year. Yes, they're. Martin's best win is over Lake Travis, but Lake Travis was was playing. It was their their backup quarterback's first start as a sophomore, week one. So there's a, and then they lost to Allen, and they lost by eleven to Allen. So mm-hmm. big concerns there. And last year when Louisville and Martin played in the second round, Louisville housed Martin. Yeah, beat him, beat him bad. So yeah, I want to say hung like sixty three on him or something. Yeah, Martin beat him, beat him bad the year before, and then Louisville returned the favor last year. So. uh yeah, I, I, I'm not sold on Martin's a good team, but I, I don't trust them. Just put it that way. I think that's don't kind of where them. I'm at, too. On to Region 2, which is where Duncanville lives. And I guess my question is, is Duncanville, is, is it your opinion that Duncanville is so head and shoulders above the rest of the region that we should we should just fall asleep and wake me up in early December? I'll be stunned if anyone but Duncanville wins this region right now. I just don't see, you know, if you're looking for teams that that would would challenge Duncanville, you know, Cy Ranch, Klein Kane, the Woodlands, Spring Klein Westfield, Collins, Westfield. Like we've like we've seen Westfield Duncanville before. Didn't go. I well. know that's I, that's the issue. Like yeah, I just don't. I I think if if I'm put if you if you put sports gun to my head and said pick one regional winner, gotta win the region or or I'm shooting sports gun right now. Give me Duncanville. I, I think Duncanville. I'll be I'll be shocked if anyone but Duncanville wins this region. I think that's right. Like there was a moment there where I was pretty enamored with the Woodlands, but that's kind of it's fallen off a little bit. I mean, it fell Rob off will, week one. It fell off week one when North Shore absolutely. <laughs> it was it fell off week one in Beckville when we looked at our yes. phone and saw it was forty two nothing in the second quarter. <laughs> I guess <laughs> maybe when, yeah. yeah. I guess maybe I could dream. Like if you're looking for a team to dream on, maybe it's Rockwall. Like, but I also don't know if Rockwell is quite as good as they were last year. And, and can that's they phys- physically stand up to the to Duncanville up from right. the trenches on both sides of the ball. Right. It, you know, and this is, you know, they 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 do have one their only losses to Prosper. So it's a loss that's aged well. They ran through the rest of their schedule. But like, I don't know. I'm I I'd I, I think that maybe they're my mystery guests as far as like a potential party crusher. But like I also think that at this point we're just kind of like we're talking for the sake of talking. You know what I mean? Like, and you're considering other options when it's like, no, they're the final boss. Like Duncanville has shown no flaws. Essentially. I'm not here to tell you, I think they're going to win a, a state championship. I know I you and I maybe disagree on that, <laughs> I but 
Um, but I think I think that at that point, it's it it. I, I'm I'm willing to go as far as say that like, I would be super shocked if they didn't win Region Two. Like they just look like the class Region Two. Over to Region Three. Is this literally all about Caleb Bailey? <laughs> Is Region Three literally all about Caleb Bailey? Because like. Uh, North Shore without Caleb Bailey, like they're not going to lose. Like all due respect, they're not going to lose to Dobie. But no, like they're probably not going to lose to Paralander Dickinson. Probably not going to lose to Paralander Dickinson. But then round three against Cy Fair, dude. Like Cy Fair is my sleeper. That's that's my that's my sleeper pick in Region Three. No one's talking about Cy Fair. Jeff Miller's got a got a really good team there. So keep an eye on Cy Fair. North Shore. I, I think if Caleb Bailey doesn't get hurt, it's this Region Three is a lot like Region Two, where it's yeah. just like. Go ahead and put North Shore in the, in the state semifinals. Losing Caleb Bailey, touchdown Dave has done a hell of a job keeping that keeping the ship afloat. But a third round game against Cyfair, a potential fourth round game against Atascacita, who they needed some breaks to get past in the first meeting. Mm-hmm. I, I I I wonder if North Shore can get it. John Kay has worked a lot of magic, but he's got to work some more. And I'll tell you what, that, that bottom side of the bracket. That first round matchup, Tompkins and Ridge Point, is dude. That's juicy. hellacious. That that's is a, a hellacious matchup. As Tompkins is playing great, they had that little hiccup or middle of the year, and they, they got they got drilled by Cinco Ranch. Had some kids out that game, that kind of thing. But since then, Tompkins has been on fire. That's a that's a big time first round matchup. That that might be one of the best first round matchups in the state of Texas. Yeah, but I I think you're right. I. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna see North Shore Tascasita round two, and I think Tascasita gets it done. I think they finally slay North Shore, a wounded North Shore team without Caleb Bailey. But I think, I think, I think Tascasita gets it done. I think I see. I like North Shore. I'm not picking against John K. At least in this region, I'm not picking against John K. Until he gets until it gets to a team that I've seen beat him before, which is a West nice entree, which is a nice entree to get to Region Four. Because mm-hmm. Region Four, I'm of two thoughts about Region Four. On one hand, I think they've got perhaps the most exciting kind of quartet of teams that are stacked together in bi-district area matchups at that very top of Region Mm -hmm. 4 with Round Rock versus Lake Travis and Cibolo Steel versus San Antonio Johnson. That that little four-way tournament right there is awesome. Really, That is good stuff right there. This bracket works out well for Westlake because Westlake's sitting here at the bottom of the bracket, and I'm looking Dude. at their path, and I'm like, they're gonna, they're gonna cruise into the regional final, while whoever comes out of that top side, be it Round Rock, Lake Travis, Steele, Johnson, or Brennan, is gonna be, gonna be kind of beat up. I mean, I think it's gonna be Brennan who gets out. I saw Brennan and Steele play in the first in the in the week one, and it was a pick and ball game. Steele won on a last second touchdown. Both are really good. I think I think this is a better year for I, I really wish Brennan or Steele for San Antonio's sake was in division two because I think they'd have a chance to win the region. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the run will end in the in the regional final. But I do think also, I think San Antonio will get a team into the regional final on the top side of the bracket, but don't see him beating Westlake. Uh that that probably I think because that belies the, the second point, which is none of that matters. Like from a big picture, like a real like fifty thousand foot view perspective of like who's gonna win the region, like Westlake is so, in my opinion, so head and shoulders better than everyone else in this region. And I don't know. I just like, they're my pick to win the state championship. Like, I think especially if, as long as, you know, touchdown, as long as rather um, Caleb Bailey doesn't play, I think that they would, I think they'd beat North Shore in the semifinal. 
Uh, and then I think they match up really well with Duncanville. I'll say this for the podcast listeners. Okay. Caleb Bailey's not playing the playoffs. I'm You're, just going to go. I'm going to go ahead and I, I don't is, believe he's playing. In the playoffs. Is that a, is that as an educated, as an, as a, as a strongly educated guess. If you okay. catch my drift. Okay. Got it. I'll be, um, yeah, if, if he does play, then I'm going to call my source and be like, what the hell, man? Okay. But I, I feel pretty good about this one. I don't okay. I don't think Caleb Bailey's playing. The if that's the case, then like I, I still think North Shore can win region three, right? But I'm not sure that like Westlake feels like a like a different like a different animal. And then I just think I think we're cruising towards Westlake North Westlake Duncanville, and I just think Westlake Duncanville is so reliant on mashing you up front. And they can't. I don't think they can do that against Westlake. No, I think the difference with this Duncanville team that I've seen in the times I've watched them is, for those of you who don't know, former DeSoto, former DeSoto head coach Todd Peterman is now the offensive coordinator at Duncanville. And Reggie Samples, love him or hate him, has been has had a very conservative offensive approach in mm-hmm. past state championship games. And I think Coach Samples has loosen the reins and is letting the, the quote that one coach said was hashtag let Peterman cook. I think he, I think he's letting Todd Peterman call the offense and you've seen a more dynamic wide open Duncanville offense. Go back and watch that South Oak cliff game, that fourth down touchdown on a wheel route out of the backfield. That's Todd Peterman's hands are all over that. Their game plan against DeSoto. They rolled out some, some innovative and unique things that DeSoto hadn't seen all year. And it, it just, it killed DeSoto. I think this is a little bit different. I think this is Duncanville's year. I think, I think they get it done this time. Okay, that's six A Division one. We've only got eleven more brackets to go. Six A Division two. Six A Division two. Um, we'll start with Region one, and and that's a good place to start because I think that the the popular pick to win the state championship resides here, and that is with Denton Geyer. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say this about Geyer. I think that they, there's an argument to be made that they got put in the real dirty side of that region. For sure. They're, dude, their path they're, is tough. Dude, they're going to get, like Marcus shouldn't give them any trouble, but then Highland Park in the second round is not fun. Like zero stars. Don't enjoy it. No, that's tough. And, that's a really good second round matchup with, with Highland it, Park. And then you, you get past that and, you know. I think they're getting Byron Nelson. A, a Byron Nelson team who took Geyer to the overtime last year in, in the third round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you get I, past that, you got probably South Lake Carroll, but maybe Capel. Okay. Here's Capel moment for a moment. First, first second. Okay. Um, this year's, this year's already a rousing success for Antonio Wiley. Like it's already been fantastic. I think the game with McKinney is a straight up coin flip. Really and truly. I think it's a coin flip. Um, if they get past that, then I think they're going to play in a regional semifinal and they'll probably get crushed by South Lake, which would, um, that wouldn't be good for me. just like on a personal level, <laughs> like, but like, like trash talking texts coming in from, certain, but like, certain but like at that point you're talking about an 11 and two season. That'd be pretty darn good for little yeah, old ding dong cop. I think that would be a rousing success for yes. sure. So. But, the, but if you're, but in all seriousness, if you want to talk about first round bangers, like. Capel McKinney's a really good first round game. Strong, strong first round matchup. That, that'll yeah. be one I'm keeping an eye on. I think they're playing Friday night there at Buddy Eccles Field, so I'll be think, keeping an eye on that one Friday night. I think we're probably. I think the smart money is probably on a Geyer Carroll regional final, 
And sure. I, mm-hmm. I wish Carroll was at full strength. I wish, and, and, and Graham Knowles has, has done fine. He's going like to be a great quarterback. He's going to he be will. the next, he's the next one at South Lake. But they've really just kind of taken the steering wheel out of his hands. And, and they've, they've really leaned on Owen Allen. And I think mm-hmm. that this Geyer defense um, is a, is going good. to, is, is, will be able they're, to key on him. They're good enough one dimensional offenses, I think, Geyer. Yes. And then Geyer, obviously, as dynamic as they are offensively. Right. And let me tell you, Geyer's got, 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 got their, their, Little little extra in their back pocket with Peyton Bowen playing on offense. Remember, we saw it last year in the yeah. state championship game. They haven't had a ch- they haven't needed to roll it out in the regular season, but I guarantee you, in big moments in the playoffs, Peyton and Eli Bowen are going to be out there on the offensive side of the ball. Think you're right. Think you're right. Region two. If Desoto doesn't win Region two, we need to have a conversation. Yeah, they are. They're they're Very. they might be bigger favorites than Duncanville in there. I, I just don't see anyone in Region two that has the firepower. Or no. the ability to to stay with the soda. They they are significant favorites in region two. And if they don't they're, win it, it's gonna be a huge upset. And I think when yeah, like you said, there there needs to be some conversations had. There's a they are prohibitive favorites in region two. Just the way that the bracket breaks down, they got such a such a good draw. Because like for example, they're probably seeing Wiley East in the second round or Rockwall Heath. Um and 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 both those Rockwall Heath, both of them are 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 great stories, but like they're not on the same level as DeSoto, in my opinion. No. Now, New Caney's interesting. New New Caney is they are ten and zero, and that the widest ten and zero teams in the state probably. Yeah, they really are. But like, I'm, I also don't think they've played anyone near. I mean, their best win right now is the Woodlands. Yeah, the Woodlands. They beat the Woodlands mm-hmm. fourteen to seven. And let me tell you, Desoto ain't the Woodlands. Nope. You know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, now, now there is a team, hold on, hold on, because like, let's make sure we don't make the same mistake twice. There is a team here that has made us look extremely dumb before very recently. Yeah. Tom ball. Tom ball lurks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're, I think they might be slight underdogs to Sally Woods this week, but like, I don't know. It's, it's happened before. And then the, the only, like to me, if in all seriousness, the second best team in this region is, is in my opinion, Harker Heights. Um, yeah, I like Harker. Jerry Jerry Edwards Ball Club is really good. They're nine and one coming into the playoffs. I think they've got a good draw at the bottom of the bracket. I th- I think they can make a, make a run here. And yeah, I think maybe I think see re- Desoto in the regional final. I would say that that would be. I think a regional final against Desoto feels like it could happen. But yeah, I just don't like again. Now Desoto, look, look. Let's be real. Desoto is no stranger to laying a freaking egg in the playoffs. You know yeah. what I mean? Now, now to, to Desoto's credit, the last. Two years they have they've got to the regional final and yes. just lost to a better team. You know, yes. Dun- Duncanville was just clearly better in both of those years, Correct. and they're better this year too. So that the the, the, the you know, that 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 I think DeSoto may have gotten over that a little bit as far as losing to a team that's better than them, mm-hmm. but it's still you know they got to get it done and they haven't gotten it done, get done in the past few years, and I think this is the chance for them to get it done. To the right side of the bracket in Region Three, Katie ends up going to the Division Two bracket, which is uh, makes them, in my opinion, the big favorite there. Uh, but they are not alone in contention. Speaking of quiet ten and O teams, hey, Shadow Creek's ten and O. Yeah, they came to six A with a lot of fair fanfare after winning a state championship a couple of years ago, and they've been they've been good in six A. But they this is this has been their best run, best year in six A by far. Um, yeah. Looking at a third round matchup with Katie, most likely, I think Katie would be a favorite. But I mean, I don't, I don't think Shadow Creek 
I, I don't think an upset is out of the question there, but I, I think Katie is the is the the big favorite. I think if you're looking at the bottom side of the bracket, I think Dude, it's, it's a lot real more. murky. Yeah, I mean Fort Bend Hightower could yeah. be a team that 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 makes a makes a push. It, the bracket breaks pretty nicely for them. I I could see Hightower because I think the power with Summer Creek. You know, Summer Creek was the surprise regional finalist last year. Mm-hmm. They're looking at a second round matchup with Shadow Creek. I think all the power is the top of the bracket. I could see a team like Hightower uh, or Clear Falls making a Clear push Falls. To the regional I'm- final. I'm a little into Clear Falls. I like what I like what they're putting down. I think that that's a team that, like their offense has has kind of come alive of late. And mm-hmm. if they're going to do that, then they got an opportunity. Like their two losses out of the year are to Summer Creek uh, and then to Dickinson, which are I, I would say two pretty decent losses. Okay. So, um, yeah, I think Clear Falls. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, this feels like Katie's to lose. Like uh, they look like they look like the class of of the uh, of, of Region Three. On to Region Four, where. I mean, I guess it really is just kind of pick your pick pick which Austin team you like the most, right? Yeah, I, I think this is a you know Vandergrift and Dripping Springs played in week one, great ball mm-hmm. game. Dripping Springs pulled the upset. I think we could see that round two, uh, their second meeting of the year, in the uh, fourth round of the playoffs. I, I think there's a I, that's where I'd put my money at. I think if you're looking for for sleepers or teams that could surprise, um, Brandeis with J.C. Evans, yep, their quarterback. Of course, they got. They're going to, have to play Dripping Springs in the second round of the playoffs. That's going to be a, a, a chore. Um, if you want to dream on someone, let's let's dream on the ten and zero Harlingen Cardinals there at dude, the bottom of the bracket. Dude, they, they have they, a they have a path. They have a path to get to the third round. So, dude, they have a uh, they have all due respect to the team down there. I think they got a walk to Region Three or to to a, to a regional yeah. semifinal. I mean, you're looking at me, you know, San Antonio Warren, who's 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 a you know a slightly above average team in San Antonio, but Har- Harlingen, I think you know, with, with what they had this year, yeah. I think is a team that, that could, if you want, if you want to dream on someone, I would, I would dream on the Harlingen Cardinals. I would but agree. I, I but think, I think you're looking at a Vandegrift dripping Springs regional final here. And- I will also, I'll also say this is like one of the, this does have one of the highest variance teams in the state in Judson that like when Judson plays to their paper, that's a good team. They and when good. they don't, they can lose to literally anyone. Yeah, they could lose to anyone. And San Antonio Churchill's kind of a, a surprise entry in the playoffs. That's a those two are old rivals in San Antonio, and a lot of folks down there are really excited about that matchup. So keep that, an eye on that first round matchup. That'll that'll be fun. Um, I, I put on the picks video, and I'll, I'll say it again here. I like Katie to win this title. Um, I I think that if there is a weakness, I like Geyer and Katie in a title game. And I think that if there is a weakness for this Geyer team, it is that they are okay up front. Right. And like, what is, what does Katie do? Like they mash you. Mm-hmm. I think that they, I think that they have a, um, I think they have that, a formula I, to beat Geyer. They do. They do. Yeah. And, I, and God, I think Geyer. I have the same exact final as you. I have Geyer, Katie. I think that Geyer DeSoto State semifinal is going to be unreal, um, yeah. and I think Geyer gets it done. But I could see Geyer not having a lot left in the tank after beating DeSoto in a semifinal, mm-hmm. and then having to turn around and beat Katie the very. I mean, you're looking at Geyer potentially having to beat Highland Park in round two. Uh, I can't remember who in round three now. Byron Nelson. Byron Nelson in round three. South Lake in round four. DeSoto in round five, Katie that's, in round six. That's, that's a, a lot. They, and that's for that's for a team that's not the deepest in the world. For sure. A team that's not the deepest, that has a first-year coach. I love Reed Heim, but like a first-year coach. And it's like, I don't know. It's it's something to consider. But 6A Division Two is going to be a lot it's of a hell fun. of a path. That's a hell of a road. If they do that, like crown them. Absolutely mm-hmm. crown them. To 5A we go, Matthew. 5A Division One. 
start in Region 1. And in Region 1, um, Alito is the clear favorite in Region 1. But holy cow, did they get put... Like, for a team that is a clear favorite, I think... I don't know if I see a more treacherous path for a team that's a clear favorite than I do with Alito. And it starts in round one. Colleen Shoemaker is a really good four seed. That's a team that dropped down from 6A that has just a couple of close losses and is as athletic as all gets out. They are going to present some challenges to Alito in that first. Alito's the favorite, but this is by by a factor of about 10, the toughest first-round matchup they've had in, a, in quite a few years. This, this is a tricky, tricky first round. And then if you get past Shoemaker, now you got to go play Lovett Cooper, who's a, the, who just wants to take a hammer and hit you over the head with it. Yes. Dude. And then if you get past that, you're looking at unbeaten, potentially unbeaten Midlothian, who's who's having yeah. a great year and also wants to hit you over the head with the hammer. And then if you get past that, you're looking at Amarillo Tascosa, Burleson Centennial, Lake Belton, a rematch with Denton Ryan, who seems to be getting healthy at the right time. Region one is much, much better than it has been in years past. 100%. Absolutely true. And and I just think that that's really interesting. Is that like, I don't think there's really any doubt that Alito's the best team in region one, but you got they have to put it together four weeks in a row, which is not something they've had to do in past playoffs, where it's Correct. like they could sleepwalk through the first couple couple rounds. Do you know what I mean? I mean, like, I mean most years I could sleepwalk to the state semifinals. I mean, Dude, just if we're being perfectly sh- honest. So, so Shoemaker, think about this. Shoemaker has two losses by a combined eight points to two teams that are combined 18 and two. Yeah. Okay. This is a serious ball club. Yeah, this is a good team. Toby Foreman's yeah. got a really good ball club over there. They got a big win over Lake Belton as well on, on their resume. They're they're dangerous. They, yeah, I think Alito wins. But if if you're an Alito fan, you're you're going to show up to the stadium on a, on Thursday night thinking this is going to be a walkover. That that this is that this is not the case. What do you think of? I think that I think the game that I'm there's a few in this bracket that I'm really interested in, but one of them is Red Oak and Ryan. Um, Red Oak's the real deal, man. Red Oak, you know. Tony Holmes' ball club is playing good ball right now. And I don't know. I know that I know. I mean, I know they lost that that season finale against Midlothian, but uh, like, are we going to see if Den Ryan with a first round exit? I think Ryan, I think Ryan, I've been impressed. They, they seem to have gotten their wheels back on late in the year. And I think they've gotten some guys back from injury. They, they played Alito tough. They decimated Justin Northwest in the last week of the season with who was a playoff team. They, they just dominated them in the week, the season finale. So I wonder if Ryan is, I actually picked Ryan to win this game. I think they're getting their wheels back on a little bit. And I think they're going to be a a real contender that, that potential third round matchup with Ryan and maybe Tascosa is going to be, going to be a lot of fun. Burleson Centennial Lake Belton's fun. Like it's a, it's a fun region. Those three versus those district three versus district four. All those matchups are really intriguing. Dude. How like, when's the last time we had like great regional one by district game. I think Midlothian Justin Northwest is interesting. Yeah, it's been a while. These are all, all those ga- those four games are really good. Yeah. Okay. Um, on to Region Two. Is there anything else I want to say? Oh no, that's it. Oh, on to Region I, Two. My, I picked Alito to win the region, but there's yeah. a lot of yeah, lot, lot of lot of potholes there. I did too, and I picked them to win a lot more than that. On to Region Two. Um, Longview is the number one team in the state. They're they've gone wire to wire as number one. Um, and they have, they have a, I would, their, their path is tricky, but the word I mean is like weird. 
Like, they have a bizarre path to get there. They're going to play Crosby in the first round, which is a weird team because, again, super high variance. Mm-hmm. Like and Crosby's deal, you know, Crosby dealt with a lot of injuries early in the year. I think they've they've kind of gotten things together, but I think the road trip and playing yeah. in that yeah. we've said it. Lobo Stadium and Longview is one of those stadiums that that's no, ten point home field to. advantage. And then and then they get Lone Star, who squeaks into the playoffs. Um, you know, and you know your mileage may vary on what you think of Lone Star, but. They know what they're doing in the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. they've been there, and that coaching staff is going to come up with some. And then at that point, golly, you've got the weirdest by district matchup of the year, which is McKinney North <laughs> going to Fort Arthur Memorial. Those McKinney North kids are going to be in for a culture shock of culture shocks. It pull pulling into Port Arthur on Friday night. It really you. is. It's it's, it's a so six straight. hour road trip, and it's. It, it's, and you're landing on Mars. Yeah, I mean that yeah, with all just, due respect. Yeah. I love the Golden Triangle, but seriously, <laughs> it's a different. It's a different. It's a different. It's way different than the, the suburbs of DFW. Let yeah. me tell you. And well, th- those Port Arthur fans are going to be out in full force. It's going to be a hostile environment. So Longview, I think, is the clear favorite in the bottom half of the bracket. The top half of the bracket's interesting because you've got two teams that are perpetually underrated in Mansfield, Timberview, and Lancaster, mm-hmm. who appear to be on a collision course for a hellacious regional semifinal. Like that feels like the what we're gonna get. Yeah, but Frisco Reedy, they're right there at ten and yeah. zero. That's a, that's a tricky second round matchup for Lancaster. You know, to, you know, eleven and zero Frisco Reedy. It's not. I think Lancaster's the favorite, but I don't think that's a Lancaster's not just gonna roll off the bus and, and beat Frisco Reedy. They're gonna have to no, show I, up. And play. I, I agree with that. Region two's Region two's a bear, man. It's it like we knew when realignment came out that like you're swapping out kind of the Brazos Valley for this kind of Houston Southeast Texas. A district and it's really given it a new flavor like it's a strange region and for Longview they're gonna have to like as the favorites and I think the you know number one team in the state the conversation should, should surround them they're gonna have to navigate through like a variety of different kinds of challenges in order there's to- some there's some we I mean yeah Port Arthur Memorial McKinney North it, Kingwood Park and Lancaster Barbers Hill and Forney just some odd first round matchups in region two it is over to region three. Um, and I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it feels like district 10 or district 11, like that, uh, or one team in district 12, like that's basically it. And, and, and another weird, weird cross regional region, so to speak. Yeah. You got a little Houston, a little Austin, a little San Antonio in this region and a little Brazos Valley. You literally have four different regions in the state kind of converging in, in this region here. You know, I think most people preseason would have thought the two College Station schools would have been the two favorites, Consol and College Station. And I think they're still in the mix, but I think some new contenders have emerged, Smithson Valley namely being one of them. Yeah. I really wonder what would happen what what would Smithson Valley look like today if Freddie Dubose doesn't tear his ACL in the season opener against San Antonio Reagan at the Alamo Dome. Mm-hmm. I think he would have given Smithson Valley such a unique look because of his ability to take the top off a of defense. I, I think not having that speed has limited Smithson Valley, but credit to Larry Hill and that coaching staff. They've done this before. They kind of went ugly, and they, they've they kind of made it an art. So I like them. I mean, New Braunfels Canyon, if you're looking for a, a real hipstery type team, you know, Deuce Adams at quarterback for, there for Travis Bush's ball club, they're kind of a sleeper. And I think Angleton – I've been banging the mm-hmm. Angleton drum all year, and they mm-hmm. made me look good by winning the district. I know they had that one slip-up against Foster during the year. But other than that, they've been re- Jason Britton's ball club has been really, really good. I guess one of the things we'll find out is like district 10, we'll find out if they're good or just evenly matched. You know what I mean? It may be, you know, it, it may be either of them. Um, I will also tell you, cause you know, I know 
uh, Pickle's real high on full shear. Um, mm-hmm. They can score, man, but they've won w- games in different ways too. Like, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a there's a variety of different teams here that I think have a real shot. I think it's much more wide open than you'd think. Fulcher consolidated. I mean, Fulcher's yes. going to be huge favorites over Houston Sterling in the first round. Fulcher Consol yeah. is is a really interesting first round. And the, the really interesting first round game is Galveston Ball and Magnolia Let's West. Let's go. Oh. Galveston, Galveston Ball has just put up crazy numbers all year. Granted, against inferior competition in Houston ISD darkly inferior competition so now we're going to find out if Galveston Ball is for real or if they were more a product of playing inferior competition that's a really mm-hmm. fascinating for I I picked Magnolia West in that game I uh, think it, it wouldn't I surprise think, me I think Magnolia I think they're more battle tested and, and I just wonder how Galveston Ball is going to react when they're playing someone for the first time in 10 weeks who will punch them back and they haven't played anyone like that Magnolia West will punch them back Galveston Ball, if you if you're tracking, this is my pet project. This is my favorite team. I love Galveston Ball. They have allowed 14 points all year. They give up a seven. They give up a touchdown to Lamarck in the opener. And they give up a touchdown to Houston Waltrip uh, in Week Nine, and that is it. Uh, they're awesome uh, defensively, but they also have not played anybody. So uh, Region Three is fascinating. I think you can go a variety of different ways. And then in Region Four, where you and I need to have a talk. Yeah, I heard. I heard uh, y- y'all were upset with me on this pick. I'm very upset with you. Okay. I'm very upset with you. State Here we case, are. State your case, Gregory Tepper. Here we are trying to have a good time. Here we are dreaming. Okay, we're all sitting here. We're talking about an all Valley Regional Final, which is potentially possible. Ed- Edinburgh Vale versus PSJ North, and you're over here saying, "Yeah, Corpus Christi Miller is going to win the region." Mm-hmm. Here's why: they've got one thing that everyone else in this region doesn't have. And that's a ton of team speed. I think it's a premium in Region Four. I I just went with Miller. Now, if you're telling me PSJ North Edinburgh Vela are going to win the region, I could see that. I could see it. Just couldn't. I couldn't. I just I had to go with Miller. And I'll tell you what. There's one team from the Valley no one's talking about that's playing really well. Keep an eye on Brownsville Veterans. Mm-hmm. That that ground strike offense of Kelly Lee is 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 cooking with Crisco right now. They've got a pretty good draw at the bottom of the bracket. I think they can make some. No- they're, they're a dangerous team as well. I mean, it's here's the crazy. It's conceivable we have an all Rio Grande Valley Final Four in this region. Yes, hundred percent. I could see Harlingen South. I could see Vela. I could see PSJ North. I could see Brownsville Vets all playing in the in the regional semifinals. It's what not spec- likely, but I, no. it could be. There, there is a better chance of it than ever before in this region. Well, and the thing the thing about this is that we will find out in a hurry because round two. Almost mm-hmm. certainly, we're going to get Vela against Corpus Christi Vets, mm-hmm. and we're going to no get one's t- Vets. No one's talking about Vets. They they won the district. They they, they beat, beat Miller. Miller. Yeah, so I mean, that's a tough first round matchup. And then you got Miller and PSJ North right there. Mm-hmm. We're we're gonna know pretty quick. You know, we'll know quick. Uh, but uh, I was so disappointed in you. I'm just. I understand. I was I, disappointed in myself, Greg. We're having we're we're dreaming here. Um, I put this out there, and I'll just I'll I'll say it again. Um. I picked Alito to win the title, but this basically, and this is, you got to follow me on this. This basically comes back to the fact that I think if Lancaster and Longview play again, I think Lancaster is going to get them. Okay. Uh, that was a one score game the first time at Lobo stadium. And you mentioned it. That's, that's worth 10 points. You know yep. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll play that game. Lancaster and, and Longview might play the star, right? Mm-hmm. Or something mm-hmm. like that. Some maybe Mesquite Memorial. Um, and I think Lancaster can get them. Uh, and if they do, I think Alito matches up really well against Lancaster. 
Um, and then at that point, I think they'd be the favorite to win the title. If you are on, but if Longview beats, Lan- this is, I know, follow me on this, but if okay. Longview beats Lancaster, I think Longview matches up really well with Alito. And, and then they would be the favorite to win it. So in a lot of ways, what I'm doing is I'm saying that I'm by, by picking Alito to win the state championship, I'm saying that Lancaster is going to beat Longview. <laughs> Gotcha. So okay. that's that where sense. I'm at on it. So, I, I got long. I got Longview winning the state title over Smithson Valley. I think that's. I think that's relatively chalky. The Smithson Valley's. Uh, I think a surprise from at least from the, where we started at the beginning of the season. All right, Matthew. Let's roll on five A Division two now. Five A Division two, Region one, and what I think is so fascinating. Again, similar to what we were talking about with Alito. For the number one team in the state in 5A Division Two, the Argyle Eagles, um, all that success got them was like an extremely dangerous draw in the playoffs. Because I look at I look at this team with Argyle mm-hmm. and like they're gonna get past Wyatt. But then second round, they're gonna get the team that wins the dang region every year. In Wichita Falls Rider. Or at least team that's contending for it. Yeah, I mean, Ryder, it's been Ryder. I mean, this the last four years, this has been the Ryder-Lubbock-Cooper region. Yeah. Uh, these two, you know, played four times in the regional final the last four years. And so for Argyle to play them in the in the second round is a tough matchup. Now, I would love to see this matchup if Ryder was at full strength. Yeah. If you remember in their game against Lubbock-Coronado that I was at, um, their Texas Tech commit, Anquan Willis, um, suffered a significant knee injury that game is out for the year. And since he's gone out, Ryder's been good, but they've shown vulnerabilities at times. Yes. They lost to lost to Stephenville, lost to Abilene Wiley. So they, they've shown that they're, they're a little bit um, at least vulnerable, so to speak. Um, that's why I, I think I think Argyle's the favorite in this region, but but there are some teams that, that could challenge them. I think Grapevine, I think a rematch with Grapevine's dangerous. Agreed. Great, I, Grapevine's playing real good ball. I mean, Frisco Emerson has been the like the surprise story of, of the year. Mm-hmm. Just the, Kendall Miller, the job he's done, going nine and one in year one, incredible, incredible stuff. Tricky first round game against Colleyville Heritage, and then Abilene Wiley in the second. I think Abilene Wiley and Frisco Emerson in the second round is a really good first, uh, area round game between I think the two teams who are likely going to come out of the top side of the bracket. Um, yeah, I think Argyle wins the region, but but. I don't feel even though they even though they ended the year as the number one state in five A Division two, I don't feel like there is just a uh, lock lockdown favorite in this region. I would agree. I'm in. I like Argyle, but I'm not in love with them. And I think that they, I think that they are, I think they're vulnerable to the right kind of team. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a couple of those teams, maybe even Grapevine, that can do it in Region one. Anyway, on to Region two, where. It's just a whole litmus test on what you think about South Oak Cliff. That's the whole stinking deal. That's it. That's mm-hmm. the whole, the whole, the whole region. The whole region comes down to this. If you think South Oak Cliff is actually the best team in Five A Division Two or close to it, and that those early losses were a product of, of, of schedule, then you think that they're going to win the region. And if you think they're frauds, then you think they could lose to Mansfield Summit in round one. Like that's that's kind and of. I, or, I think lose. both are reasonable takes. I mean, yes, they both I, are. I'm of the opinion that no one in 5A Division II can consistently move the ball against South Oak Cliff's defense. They got the best defense in the state of Texas in 5A Division II. I don't think anyone can move the football against them. But I talked to South, South Oak Cliff coaches. Their Mansfield Summit concerns them. Mansfield yeah. Summit and the road, 
if they get past Mansfield Summit, they're probably looking at Lovejoy in the second round. Dude, and Lovejoy or, is the dude, one team that I think could challenge South Oak Cliff because of the four wide receivers that Lovejoy throws out there. You get past that, Midlothian Heritage. Yes. You get past that, and there's no way they're getting past Everman, right? I mean, come on. There's no way they get past I mean, Everman. at that point, Everman's a, Everman's a runaway freight train. I mean, at that point. But Everman, Texas High? Yeah. Melissa? Melissa? It's a tough, it's a tough, tough road. I'm... This is not a homer pick. Everman is eight and two on the year, but they're two points away from being ten and zero. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a, they're a last second touchdown against Stephenville and a two point conversion against Midlothian Heritage from being ten and zero. They're I, I think Everman's a legitimate contender at the bottom side of the bracket. I think that's right. So, and if you remember last year, other than Liberty Hill, Everman played South Oak Cliff tougher than anyone else in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Everman mm-hmm. led South Oak Cliff in the third in the third quarter of last year's game. So. This is not something that they're not going to be intimidated by South Oak Cliff at all. I think the Golden Bears win the region because I don't think any they have the best defense in the region. I do have concerns about the offense, but here's one, one little caveat here. I've been told Texas A&M commit Javon Thomas, who has not played all year, is going to play in the first round of the playoffs. Whoa! And if Javon Thomas plays for South Oak Cliff and goes out there at running back, he completely changes the look of South Oak because now you've got a bona fide division one playmaker on the offensive side of the ball for the golden bears. So keep an eye on that. Look, okay. check, check that box score in round one and see if Javon Thomas gets some run. This is, this is a dangerous region, but if South Oak Cliff emerges, then they're going to be at at and I'm comfortable saying that. I think whoever com- wins region two is going to be a, a, a favorite over region one in the state semifinals. I think that's, I think that's probably too true over the other side of the bracket region three. Um, everyone loves Fort Ben Marshall. We love Fort Ben Marshall, don't we, folks? We love Fort we Ben do. Marshall. We, they're, and they're my pick. They're they're my pick too. I think I think everybody picked Fort Ben Marshall. I think that I think that any questions we had about them like last year were warranted simply because they didn't play anybody. And then look what happened in the first round. Um, they're battle tested. That's the yeah. thing for me. They're battle tested. Yeah, nice wins over over Port Natchez Groves, Texas City, Dayton. A nice non-district win over Klein early on in the season opener. They've got they've got a nice resume put together. They're battle tested, and I think they're going to be. They're gonna, I mean, I think the bracket also lines up really nicely for yes. them to pretty much cruise into into the third round of the playoffs. The the four teams on their side of the bracket. I mean, they're going to be big favorites over Huntsville, and they're going to be big favorites whoever comes out of the McCallum Waco University. Great story down there in Central Texas. Kent Laster's done a heck of a job. Uh, but they're going to be big, big underdogs as they play yes. Marshall in the second round. But then there's Montgomery Lake Creek. Mm-hmm. And they, here's the one thing about this. Now, their defense is no good. <laughs> like, it's, it's bad. Okay. <laughs> defense has issues. They have their they de- struggle. Their defense struggles. Okay. But if they can get Marshall into a shootout, they are, they are more offensively dynamic than Marshall. That is not, a, that is not a hot take. They, they can yeah. go offensively. Uh, but I just don't know if Marshall would let it get to that point. Um, the bottom half of the bracket's really interesting too, because I think that first round matchup with Branham and Dayton's really tasty. I think it's really fun matchup in that first round. And then, um, like much like South Oak Cliff, mm-hmm. Austin LBJ, <laughs> where yeah. suddenly you go from not playing anybody for seven weeks. Yeah. And now it's, you got to take on an Elgin team that's not great. I'm not here to tell you that Elgin's some world beater, but they're the best team they've played in a long time. Yeah, at least South Oak Cliff last week. I think mean, Woodrow Wilson is a competent 5A Division II team. 
like that Woodrow Wilson could beat Anderson. Like Woodrow Wilson's not terrible. Yeah. Seth Cliff at least got to play them last week. Yeah. LBJ has not played anyone in their area code for almost eight weeks now. It, I mean, yeah. and it's been, the, the difference. I mean, we're talking about an LBJ team that was up 80, 89 to nothing at halftime on a team. Like yeah. the, the gap between them and the rest of Austin ISD is so wide. So they're gonna have to. They're gonna. Have to, they're gonna be ramped up real quick against Elgin for sure. And then if you get past that, you're looking at a second round game with Port Natchez Groves. The sleeper in this region to me is Belton. I think Belton. Uh-huh. No one's talking about them. I think Belton's got a pretty good chance to play for a regional title. Yeah, they've been they've been great. First outright district championship since like 1998 for them, which is hard to believe, but but very well deserved. And then Region Four. So Region Four, uh, you uh, you went out on a limb. Um, I you, did. You're, your hipster step this week because I was look, the, the safe pick the safe pick the team that won the stinking region last year you ding dong in last Liberty two Hill. years yeah Liberty last two years Liberty, Liberty Hill yeah. mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. the big deal and here you are taking the mules of Alamo Heights sell me on Alamo Heights Alamo Heights is familiar with Liberty Hill they they have played the last two years in the playoffs last year Alamo Heights played Liberty Hill basically basically to the mat I mean that was a that was basically a that was a forty three to forty game in the regional final last year. So we're talking about a three point ball game here. Alamo Heights. Now, granted, their district, much like LBJ and South Oak Cliff, has not prepared them. But I think Alamo Heights is going to be ramped up by the time they get a potential third round matchup because they should take care of Kerrville Tyvee in round one. Gregory Portland's tricky in round two, but I mm-hmm. like the Mules in that one. And then they get Liberty Hill. Alma Heights, they know the slot T pretty well. They've seen it the last couple of years. I think they've got a chance to take down Liberty Hill. Remember, this is a three-point ball game last year. Liberty Hill beat Alma Heights 43-40. to 40. If you're mm-hmm. looking at the bottom of the bracket, keep an eye on San Antonio Veterans Memorial. Mm-hmm. They've got one of the best running backs in the state in James Peoples. They played Liberty Hill in the regular season, lost by seven. It was a shootout, 56-49. to 49. I've had multiple coaches tell me, that getting it if they played Liberty Hill again, they would take San Antonio Vets because they get a chance to see that Liberty. They've already seen the Liberty Hill offense once, not that long ago. So it's not they're going to be much better prepared to deal with it in that second meeting. Corpus Christi Flower Bluffs a team to keep an eye on too. They get the, they get a they get a, a just a dream draw. I mean, down there. I mean, that is they're in the I could pencil them in the regional semifinals right now. I mean, yes, I, mean, I think Flower Bluffs, yeah, they're going to be yeah. in the regional. I mean, I'll be stunned if anyone on that side of the bracket even pushes yeah. them. I, I think Flower Bluff wins both those games by 21 points. Um, So I've got, I'm, I'm going to ride or die with South Oak Cliff. Same. Um, it's, it's either going to, I'm either going to look like a genius or it's going to blow up in my face in like mm-hmm. against like Summit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it, it, it like, could. It doesn't, it doesn't, this doesn't feel like a team that's going to like lose to Argyle in the semifinals. It feels like a team that's either going to win the state championship or they're going to lose in round two to Lovejoy. Like it, it, it doesn't, I don't know if there's a whole lot of in between. Um, this may also be the year for Ben Marshall. This team is really good. And, and I think that they're dangerous. I, I, I think it's South Oak Cliff and Marshall in a title game. Um, I, I agree. I think that's what I have as well. I got South Oak Cliff winning it though. Yeah. Okay. On to 4A, Matthew, where we roll out 4A Division One. We'll start in Region One, where uh, it, it, it does. I don't know. 4A Division One is not Region One is not nearly as interesting as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm, Maybe mm-hmm. it's because I think Brownwood separated themselves. Although I know you disagree with that. 
I did pick them in the preseason, and I don't think the Lions have done anything to dissuade me from that. But what's happened is I think Decatur and their ascension from about middle of the season on has been really impressive. Steve Huff has done a fantastic job uh, with the Eagles. They've got an elite running back in Nate Palmer, the transfer from College Station. Uh, I believe he's got I – mean, he's got a, I know he's got an offer from OU at least. Hmm. Big-time prospect there at Decatur. And if you look at Decatur, how they've improved throughout the season, they, they lost to Wichita Falls Rider in overtime. They played Stephenville fairly tough, and they rolled through their district. So I, I, I just think Decatur's the team to beat. But, I mean, I think – you know, Wichita Falls could be another Wichita Falls High could be another team to keep an eye on, and if you want to dream, let's let's hit, let's hitch the wagon to Speedy Munoz and the El Paso Riverside mm. Rangers, who who made the regional semifinals last year, brought a lot of guys back. They've diversified, they've really diversified the offense a little bit, and they're not as reliant on Munoz anymore. And I think it's helped them a little bit. Tough first, second round matchup potentially with Wichita Falls, but I think Riverside, if you want to dream on a team, could be the team to dream on. And then yeah. no one's talking about Canyon Randall. And I don't know, yeah. Can- Canyon Randall's been really good dropping down from class 5A. Uh, Galen Selman's ball club has been really good as well. I think they're probably going to look at looking at a third round matchup with Decatur. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, I, 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 think, I think I trust Brownwood's defense most, and that's why I'm rolling with them. But I do think that, especially that top two, you know, Brownwood, Decatur, and then maybe a team like Riverside. Maybe I mean, I was super high on Canyon before, and then we all kind of threw dirt on when they lost to Randall. It's yeah, like, they, they lost their quarterback. That's been their, their yeah. quarterback's out for the year, and they've, it's really, really hurt their Derek Clemens. I think was his name. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really hurt them. Uh, it's kind of changed the look of their team, and kind of they've kind of their offense has really taken a step back since losing him at about week seven, I think. So we all agree, Wichita Falls. Uh, dub the coyote is going to be I mean, AT&T. We could, if, if we can, I mean, which, what a story would that be considering Wichita Falls is all three yeah. of those high schools with their tradition are going to be closing mm-hmm. next year and consolidating into two schools. So what, what are, what if one of those could get on, go on a magical run? That'd be pretty cool. So let's get to the fireworks factory region two. Mm-hmm. Um, good Lord. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially honestly, like for China Spring to the victor go the spoils, they got as much of a cushy draw as you can have in this region. They mm-hmm. got it. They got a nice um, draw. They got, they should they should it, it'll be a, a real surprise that they're not in a regional final. It will. I mean, Kaufman's probably their biggest test, but I mean, I've now got pretty significant questions about Kaufman after, after losing week. the Nevada community. Yeah, I yeah. I just you know Sulphur Springs lost their quarterback a couple. Been a lot of quarterback injuries this year. Yeah, um, Sulphur Springs lost their QB as well. So. Brandon Faircloth, yeah. what a what a job he's done in year one uh, for there sure. for the Wildcats. But you look at the bottom side of that bracket, and woof, oh my God Almighty, it is, <laughs> it is. You know, you're looking at potential area round matchups of Salina, La Vega, and Anna and Stephenville. Dude, I think Kennedy La Vega is going to be a, that's a, a first, first round, round matchup. Yeah, that's a great mm-hmm. first round matchup, dude. Mm-hmm. They're going to take freaking ice cream scoops out of each other. They're going to beat I agree. the hell and out I of one. I wonder how much they're going to have left playing i know having to go Against, take on solana yeah and, and you then, know, seth Parr and the coyotes have done a you know, 10 and 0 man. on the year big win over salina in the regular season um they've got you know ethan bullock the um the louisiana tech committed quarterback moved in from allen has been great uh breezy dubar the boise state commit i believe his first his real first name is jane Briss, but he goes by breezy um he's been outstanding there for for for, for the coyotes and then Having to take on Stephenville in the second round, though, what a what an area round dude. matchup that could be, dude. I mean, 
pointy. I'll say that. Be a pointy yeah, one. And make it, but really think, think about Anna. Anna's going to play Panther Creek in the first round. Nice story for Panther Creek to make the playoffs. But, in year one, um, yeah. Yeah. But then they're going to get Stephenville. Okay. Then they're probably getting Salina. A rematch with Salina. Mm-hmm. And they're probably get. And then if they're to get past that, they get China Spring. I mean, that is a hellacious journey. That's why I think whoever – China Spring, whoever they play in the regional final, is going to be a big favorite, partly because whoever's left standing – is going to yeah. be beat to all holy hell. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that for China Spring? It really is a nice a, a nice draw. I I've got questions as to whether or not they're all that much better than the Salina Anna Stephenville of the world. Mm-hmm. But I also think that you are what your what your road is, and their road is pretty cushy, in my opinion. Agree. Over to Region Three. Everyone's hopping on board with the Tyler Chapel Hill bandwagon. Why not? Um, I saw them last week. They're they're impressive. They 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 beat Kilgore thirty two to twenty. But after about the first quarter, I never felt like Kilgore had a chance to win that ball game. I just thought Chapel um, Hill was the better team. Yeah, I mean, look, that's that's um, that's all well and good, and I, I like this team a lot. Obviously, I think that they're they're an excellent ball club. Can I can I interest you in my darlings, the Lumberton Raiders? I like this team a lot. You can't. That's a tricky first round game against Palestine. The the district champion from that Golden Triangle district has really struggled against East Texas in years past. Keep mm. an eye out. That's a that's a if you're if 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 I had to pick a four over a one in the entire state, it might be this game. I think there's a, really? there's decent upset potential here. I think Lumber. I mean, obviously, I'm going to pick Lumberton, but if I had to pick an upset, I think Palestine could give Lumberton some issues. They're good enough to challenge them. Lumberton's my Lumberton's my 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 sneaky hipster pick to win the race. I like it. If if I got a hipster, I mean, I don't know how hipster they are now, but I mean, El Campo seems to have gotten their wheels back on. Yes, as the season has progressed, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and they got that guy. In they Ruben have Owens. him. <laughs> they they have the best player in the region in Ruben Owens, and yeah. he's capable of of putting the cape on and and leading El Campo to some great things. So, and, and by the way, let me throw this out here. Um, Booker T. Washington out of Houston ISD is 10 and 0, and I think they can make a regional semifinal. And dude, what a freaking, what a freaking story that would be. It would be an unbelievable. I think I got to watch that. Houston ISD and 4A has struggled so much yeah. in the first round of the playoffs. I need to see him. I need to see him. If they can beat Brazosport, I'm I'm on the bandwagon. But I, I need yeah. to see him beat Brazosport in that first round. What an unbelievable story! Uh, uh, Kelvin Chatham has done an unbelievable job with Booker and T. The other tricky thing about Booker T is they got to go to Brazosport. They got they got to do it on the road Friday night. They got they lost the flip. Oh, so, so they got to go to Hopper that. Field and play the. Ex- By the way, the Brazosport's mascot, the exporters. That's a. That's Very an elite strong. mascot. It's Under, a strong underrated. Mascot. Underrated. And then there's Kilgore. Look, we're probably going to get Kilgore and and El Campo, although. Little Cypress Maryville. I know they're not what they were last year. I know yeah. they're not. But Eric but... Peavy's a, Eric Peavy's you know the hard part. They that dude can coach. <laughs> dude, he's a ball. What is it with coaches and hard parts? They got they, he's they, a ball they coaching Jack. Coach. Yeah. He is. And then Region Four down to Region Four, and it, it's too cute by half to say that this is a two team region, but this feels like a two team region uh, with between between Bernie and Corpus Christi Cal Allen. Um, I think it, it feels... does. I think it does, but. Watch out for Alice. Mm-hmm. I I, th- I think oh. the you know the, the Coyotes they they push Cal Allen in the regular season. They've got they got the guy dealing at quarterback and Cutter Stewart. So well then let me then allow me to throw in another watch out for 
San Antonio Davenport. Yep. Okay? Yep. Shaston Golden is that dude. He's him. He's him. Yep. He's him. And and I am and a second round matchup between Cal Allen and Davenport is spicy. Yeah. Now, Cal Allen, I think Cal Allen or Bernie, I think you can kind of flip a coin. Like it's very much stylistically, um, you know, interesting. Uh, Ish has got some some theory about Cal Allen that he thinks that that this is the time when they need to go back to that old scheme because their scheme was such an advantage for them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they're, they're throwing it around a little bit. Oh, they're they're, they're yeah. slinging it around. So we will find out exactly how these how this shakes out, but I do think that 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 Bernie and, and, and Callan are your favorites. But there are a couple of sleepers there. You know, we got a um, first round. You know, we got a first round game at the Alamo Dome in this region. No. Yeah, Somerset and Lampasas are playing Friday night at the Alamo Dome. That's awesome. That's free. Yeah. Um, I think we all took China Spring, with the exception of Ish, who took Chapel Hill. Um, I'm I'm not mad about it. Chapel Hill can absolutely do it. Yeah, I think that I think so. the thing the thing about Chapel Hill, they're their youth and explosiveness are both their greatest attribute and their biggest worry. They will they will shoot themselves in the foot. They'll just they did it against Kilgore the first quarter. I mean, Ricky Stewart's mm-hmm. running, he got a twelve yard gain, and he just drops the football. Yeah. Like just they just there's they're still he's still and we forget how as good as he is, he's still just a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think I think Chapel Hill. I think they're maybe it's just because I like their draw so much, mm-hmm. but like. I think I think they they're they're my favorite to win it. So there you go. Four A Division Two now, Matthew. Let's roll over to Four A Division Two and start with Region Numero One. And in Region Numero One, um, again, it may be too cute to say that there's two teams in this region, but I think there's two teams in this region that can win the region, and they're going to see each other in a regional semifinal. Yeah, and Hershey and Glenrose. Hershey and Glenrose. Yeah. I think Hershey's got the the, the dynamic playmakers and Jamarian Carroll and Amarian Peterson, um, the two, you know, big time commits there for the Huskies. Glen Rose might be from players three to twenty better than Hershey, though. Mm-hmm. So interested to see how how that goes. I think Seminole at the top of the bracket is is the sleeper to come out of the top. I think they're they're really underrated and they got mm-hmm. they got They've got a really good quarterback, Blake Flowers, who's put up big yards, and they got a really good defensive player. Uh, the defensive end is committed to SMU. Really good player there. So keep an eye. If you're looking for that team that could match up with the Hershey, Hershey Glen Rose winner, I think it'd be Seminole. And then if you really want to really want to dig deep. He's going to say Bart Stockton. Canyon West Plains. No! <laughs> the, the job that Adam Cummings has done yeah. there in year one with a team of – they have, I think, four juniors. They have actual almost children. All, <laughs> almost all freshmen and sophomores. And they got second place in this. They're, they're going to be a prop. Canyon West, here, here's a look ahead of next year. Canyon In 4A Division One, Canyon West Plains, Davenport, and Iowa Colony. Those three teams are going to be real problems next year because they bring everybody back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Monahan's too at the top of that. They got a, they've, got the, they've got the cushy draw up there at the very top. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they'll probably beat Leveland. Apologies to our friend Matt Wilson. They'll probably beat Leveland, and they'll probably beat Ferris. Um, but Ferris Snyder's pretty kind of a coin tossy type. Yeah, playing at Cisco. Yeah. Oh, ooh, that'll be fun. Yeah. All right, Region Two. On to Region Two, where uh, the fireworks factory. Um, the quietest, the quietest number one wire to wire ten and O team in the state resides in <laughs> the Carthage Bulldogs. Because they um, What was Carthage's closest game this year? I can look that up real quick. Give me one second. Uh, like Carthage. Carthage's closest game, according to my records, 
is a. It's ironically the last game of the season. I'm looking at it now. It was Van. They I was going to say by... Pittsburgh. I was going to say Pittsburgh, but Van. No, no, they beat him by 26. Um, That's why no one's talking about Carthage because they, they haven't played a game closer than 26 points. They're just they're just rolling past. And besides that, they beat Kilgore by 35. Like a really good Kilgore team. Um, like they've been rolling. They beat a 5A Marshall, a 5A playoff team Marshall by 42. Like they're just rolling. And any concerns you had last, because the big concern last year was the offense, right? Um, no, they're they're averaging 40, 51 yeah. points a game. And they're efficient. competition. And they're not turning the football over like they were. And they're last not year. turning it over. Uh, yeah. they, they look like a machine. They're probably cruising towards the game of the year in 4A Division 2. In, in the third round mm-hmm. um, when they play Gilmer. And um, I, I'd i love to believe that Gilmer can do it. I'd love to believe that. Just don't see it. I don't see anyway, any. I mean, I'll, it'll be as good as this region is with Aubrey, it Pleasant is. Grove. Really Cat, Cattle Mills is 10-0. They've had a great year. Cody mm-hmm. Crane's done a great job with that program, uh, getting them back to, you know, two years ago when they had Tyler Townley and they made that surprise 13-1 run. Really good ball clubs. I just think Carthage is going to mow through everyone. I just don't. I'll I be surprised if Carthage gets gets pushed. This looks this this reminds me of like 2019 Carthage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of yep. just like a crushing people. Just the machine. The machine comes online. Um, like right now, let me ask you a question. Uh, round three in two weeks, we're going to probably going to be talking about Carthage and Gilmer. Right now, what will be your pick? Carthage by 24. Jesus. Yeah. I, I can't, but I can't necessarily disagree. By the way, we haven't mentioned Pleasant Grove. Pleasant Grove, I mean, that first round match, they've got a tough draw. They Van did. and then Caddo Mills. Yeah. And then maybe Aubrey. Yeah. Oof. It's tough. Anyway. Uh, yeah. It does feel like Carthage is to lose, though, in Region 2. Over to Region 3, where we just have to have a conversation because all y'all knuckleheads pick Silsby to win Region 3. And I want to be very clear I like Silsby a lot, I think Silsby's great. But what I'm always concerned about, and I know we've had this conversation before, I like the, that, the unanimous pick. Yeah, that oh, uni- yeah. Uh-huh. That, that unanimity can, like implies confidence. And bro, dude, Region Three is a chainsaw factory. It really is. That's that's. I thought someone would pick Quero or Belleville. I, I did. Really did. I picked Quero. I, I really did. Okay, you did. Okay, I did. Okay. And and I feel good about it because I, the other I, thing is, I don't see any. You know, I. I can't argue with you. Quero, the Gobblers have been really good. Jared Fikach in his first year yeah. has just that the Quero's kept it rolling. So I can't. I'm. I think I'm just Team Draylen Miller. I'm. I'm just. I know. I get Draylen, it. Draylen Miller is that dude. And and to be to be fair, if you take a look at their draw of the contenders, if we were to make a contenders list on the in this in this region, it'd be like in some order: Silsby, Belleville, Waco, Connolly, maybe Quero, maybe Jasper. Right. That's five. Conley's my sleeper because yeah. other than Draylen Miller, they may have the next three best players in the region. And, and, yeah. and uh, the McDonald kid who was committed to Oklahoma State, Jelani Kobe Black, McDonald. Jelani McDonald, Kobe Black, and Kiefer Sibley. The problem for Wake of Conley is after those three, what do they have? Um, yeah, depth. Jasper's been really good as well. It's a it's a good it's a good quality region. I think the 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 thing for Silsby and for Conley really at the, and they're and where they're where they're located in the bracket. Yeah. I think they've got pretty pretty safe pass in the third round of the playoffs. Yeah, I I will say Belleville is a team that I was super high on for a while, and then they and, and still they're still very good ten and zero, but they they've gone from like 
they've gone from beating everybody like a hundred to nothing to beating them like like they played around with Silsby a little bit or with Sealy a little bit. West Columbia gave them a little bit of a run, things like that. Like is that the, is first the blue... round game against West Orange Stark is tricky. West Orange Stark yeah. has had their issues this year. Yes, but they're still capable. And when it gets tricky, to this time, first round matchup. And when it gets to this time of year, you you don't mess around. My my first round game to watch in this region is Brookshire Royal and Hampshire Finette. Brookshire Royal is a great story, man. Yeah, uh, Thetis Regans has done a great job there. Uh, nine and one on the year. Dude, now, unbelievable. Uh, what they other done. than Belleville, they they Belleville beat them pretty bad. But other than that, they've yeah. been really good. Tricky yeah. Hampshire Finette's really good. That's a tricky first round game for both. Yeah, it's it. This is a it's a really really good first round matchup. On to Region Four, where, uh, I mean, uh, if it's not Wimberley, then who is it? Is it Senton? I, I think it's I think Wimberley coasts. I just don't it's see. Got to be Wimberley. When you took the Quero District and moved it to Region Three, it, the, yeah. the strength of Region Four really went with it. I, mm-hmm. I think I think Wimberley rolls. I think if you're looking at who who they're going to play in the regional final, it might be Senton. And I think I think Wembley is two touchdown favorite over Sin. I I would agree that they're favorites. I may not go two touchdowns, but I would agree they're favorites. It, it does. It looks like Wimberley's to lose. Um, I guess Navarro at the bottom half of the bracket, but like you know, Wimberley's already beaten Navarro. Um, Sinton and Navarro could be a fun regional semifinal. Um, I'm a little into Divine, but not a lot into Divine. I think they're I think they're good. You know what I mean? I didn't see Divine want to play. I mean, I think yeah. See, see what Divine does in the play against their Divine's district is notoriously a little bit weaker than the rest in Region Four. So I need to see them. I agree. In the, anyway, in the it's, uh, all that's to say is that it's Scott Surratt season, and I don't pick against Scott Surratt. Yeah, I got so, Carthage over Silsby in the state title game. I've got. I think I've got Carthage over Quero in a title game. So there you go. On to three A Matthew. We're cruising along. I've been talking all day. 3A Division 1, Region 1. We're in the home stretch. We are. We're in the back half. Um, 3A Division 1, Region 1. It is a... uh, This is a referendum on what you think of Brock. It's the whole damn deal. That's Mm -hmm. it. Because if you think Brock... If you think... Much like South Oak Cliff, if you think Brock is actually super good and and their losses are a product of a tough schedule, then you think they're going to win Region 1. And if you don't, then you think that they could lose in... Uh, probably not to Iowa Park and probably not to Brownfield. They actually got a pretty nice draw. But like then, like Jim Ned or Bushland, you're saying mm-hmm. that's church. You know? I think Brock gets to the regional final and I think Whitesboro gets their revenge. Wouldn't surprise me. I could also see him losing to Bushland in the regional semis. I like Bushland, Bushland a lot. Bushland's I don't want really I don't want to go too I don't want to go too crazy over that one game against Shallow Water, right? Um the top of the bracket's good. really intriguing. I think Brock really did get a good draw because you got you got Whitesboro, Shallow Water, Breckenridge, and Paradise. I mean, yeah, we're not about Paradise pushed Brock as well. I mean, that, that's yes, he did. It's a pretty good draw there at the top. Top. There's just a good teams beating up beating up on each other. I think Brock yeah. gets to the regional final, but I think that Whitesboro finally takes them down. I will say this, and uh, they are a team, and this is a team that started off super duper duper slow. But speaking of getting your wheels back on, Jim Ned has got their wheels back on. And mm-hmm. they started the year 0 and 3, but all but the three teams that are combined 29 and 1. Mm-hmm. So they've got it figured keep it, out. They've they've figured it out and they've got that pedigree of when it's when it's winning time. So don't 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 throw dirt on Jim Ned quite yet. 3A Division 2 now. Uh I'm sorry, Region 2. Region 2 is 
so hard to parse. I've spent all day staring at it and it's I still hard. can't it's figure tough. it out because you make a case for about eight teams. Yeah. Uh, here are the teams. You, here are the teams I could see winning the region. Here, here are incomplete in some order. Malakoff, West, Grandview, Pottsboro, Winsboro, uh, Jefferson and Tatum, uh, and Mount Vernon. I can see all of them winning the region. All, eight, all eight of those teams. That's eight teams. I mean, it's, it, this is a, it's a, it's, it's a dealer's choice in this region. I think, uh, I think if Mount Vernon hadn't, uh, here's the theme, right? Hadn't lost yeah, their yeah. quarterback. I, I think Mount Vernon would be the, fa- the team to beat. They'd look so good when they were at full strength. I yeah. picked Malakoff. I don't feel great about it. Mm-mm. Malakoff lost to Grandview. I mean, yeah. I don't feel super great about it. I mean, I could see West. I think if you're looking for the safe pick, it's either West or Pottsboro. That's the I safe agree. pick. Um, and then Mediola's got this kid. Yes! Thank you! That rushes okay. for basically 350. Okay. Like, in a one-game scenario, Mineola would, would scare the hell out of me because okay. in a one-game scenario, that, that that he's he's ridiculous. We watched we, you and I w- both watched the second half of Mineola and Commerce because it's the last game of the week, and we needed it to go final so we could finish the brackets. Right, so we're watching it. And let me tell you, uh, this is with all due respect to Mineola. Mineola, I love you. My 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 uh, grandmother was born in Mineola. Shout out to shout out to the Yellow Jackets. Okay. But Luke Blackwell's bunch is they're an they're in my opinion a fairly average team that also has this killer. <laughs> yeah, that has this dude who is just unbelievable. He's and and you know what they just say, hey, let's let's make the whole point of Dawson Pendergrass because <laughs> they, just, straight to him. <laughs> they just snap it to him and say, please get yards, please for for, for the love of God get yards. That's all dude. they do. And like go back, like they gave Winsboro everything they wanted. Like yeah. they're capable of doing it. They're, like, they're a dangerous team in a one game one game season scenario. Yeah. And hey, Greg Tepper, by the way, uh, you see who's back in the playoffs, right? Yeah, I see who's the, back in the playoffs. The Atlanta Rabbits. Don't you do this. <laughs> Credit Tyler Borton has done a really good job. He really has. They were zero and ten last year, and he got them to seven and three. Great job. Tough first round matchup against Winsboro. That's a really good first round game though. But but shout out to Atlanta for getting back in the playoffs. The more the more I, I'm 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 looking at this region, the more I'm wondering if I made a mistake not taking West. Because I think, I think they they're the safe not. I think they're the safe yeah. pick. I think they yeah. are. I, I I think this might be many Malakoff's time, but we'll yeah. see. I, I don't feel see. great about it. I mean, there's eight teams that can win the region, so Yeah, hundred percent. On to region three of three A division one and um, boy, howdy! Uh, this is all about District Eleven versus District Twelve. That those, is the showcase body, showdown. Those those four games are going to be well. Cameron Yo Yoakum doesn't have a ton of dude. I don't dude. Yoakum's playing a lot better recently. They beat Hallettsville to close the season, so cre- yes, they credit did. to them. But Columbus and Lorena, Franklin and Hallettsville in the first round. Whew, dude, Hitchcock and Academy. I mean, the Bumblebees last year were, were one of the surprise stories in the state, and they're dangerous. I mean, I think Hitchcock's mm-hmm. the favorite, but Hitchcock hasn't gotten it done in the playoffs. Little River yeah. Academy has. So that's that's intriguing as well. I mean, no one's talking. Columbus, I think, is is they lost mm-hmm. to Hitchcock in, a, in, in that last second game. If they hadn't lost to Hitchcock, how much would the narrative have changed? That one play, oh, we'd, dude. We'd, we'd, we'd be talking about, you know, basically, a you know, Columbus and Franklin meeting in the third round of the playoffs. Now it might've worked out for Columbus. I think now, so. 
they're not going to see potentially Franklin until the fourth round. Uh, but Columbus has got a tricky round two draw. Die ball is a tricky, tricky round Dude. two team. Keep keep an eye on them. Dude, Columbus has a tricky round one draw. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously. Lorena they're playing a state easily, champion. Lorena could easily, and you recall last year at San Marcos, Lorena blitzed Columbus in that game. Now, yes. I think Columbus has got that one it burned in their memories, but Lorena did do that, so... They're, they're that capable. is a dude. I think Columbus and Lorena is a one score game. It's a great first round game. You got to watch. You got to watch that space. My pick is Franklin, but part of that is they got to get past Hallettsville in the first round, which is no no layup. Ask, but ask, they, ask Hitchcock about Hallettsville. Yeah, if they get if they get past Franklin or if they get past um, uh, Hallettsville and they'll especially big if they favorites, do, they'll get be big favorites in round two over Anna Wacker, Palestine Westwood. Big, big favorites. favorites in round two. I think they'd be favorites in the rest of their games the, the, all the way to the, at least at least the regional final. Mm. And then there's Region Four, and everyone's talking about Edna. We all love Edna, folks. Edna's the team. Everyone loves they Edna. Are. There's no other teams in the region. Mm-hmm. Let's move mm-hmm. on. Yep. Um, no, of course there is another team now, now let's, cause you and I both took Edna, you we and did. I, but we're on an Island by ourselves because well, the rest I'm of these knuckleheads. Well, well, cause pickles influence them is what's happening. Yeah, I know the, the Ashley pickle influence over her Lano yellow jackets has taken over Mallory. Mal- of course, Mallory is going to go with her girl pickle. It's embarrassing. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, now ish, I don't know what he, he sits too close to pickles. What it is. He I does. Think, I think that's infected. That's, She's she's influenced him to pick yeah. pick Lano. I think Edna's a team to beat, but I mean, we do have to give Lano some credit. They have been, they 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 did make a they semifinal are. a couple of years ago. But I, I think Edna, if you're looking for a sleeper, keep an eye on those Rohawks from Universal City yes. Randolph. That's my that's my hipstery sleeper sleeper type game there with with the Rohawks from Randolph. I think they're a team. They should win the first round. Mm-hmm. Second round against Edna is going to be real tough, but. I think Randolph has shown they can play with the big boys. They can. And the, the thing is, I do think we're careening towards the Lano and Edna uh, regional final. I would right now pick Edna because Lano is in many ways re- like reliant on mashing you up front. And I'm not sure that that's going to work against Edna because okay. Edna can put can push you right back. Jordanton's a sleeper here too. I like Jordanton a lot. And I think that they actually, that second round matchup with Industrial could be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That's a really nice second round matchup. Overall, um, I believe, oh, I took Franklin. Um, I just, uh, if they get out of that region, then I think they're going to win a title. I think I they'll be favorite. Super, the, super hipstery with Malakoff over Columbus. Um, that is super hipstery. Yes. Um, I do think, I think that if, I think it'll, I think if you were to ask me, I think it'll be right now, it would be region three versus region two or region two versus region three. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I would love to see Bushland against West. Right, I mean, I'd love to see Bushland versus Edna. I mean, I, I'd love to see Franklin some... versus Edna. You know, um, I don't know. It was it goes how, it'll... how insufferable will Pickle be if Lano somehow played in a state championship game? Why would you put that in the universe? I don't know. Okay, yeah. on to on to three division two. To three division two we go. Uh, let's you know what? Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna lump region one and region two together. Is there any reason to not expect Canadian versus Gunner part 100? I think there's a better chance that Gunner gets beaten region two than Canadian region one. Whoa, whoa. Oh, well, okay. Wait, what do you say? Better chance. I, I think, I think holiday and bells are closer to Gunner than anyone in region one is closer to Canadian. Boy, I don't know if I agree with that. I, um, I think Canadian's going to cruise. 
to the re- to the state semifinals. Bells has shown they can play with, with Gunner already. A ten point yeah, but- ball game. Yeah, I guess, but I just think I think seeing Gunner's head and shoulders better. Maybe it's maybe what what I'm thinking is because I would take. I'm looking okay, at it within right now, the region, within the region, within I, the I region. Think, That's probably yes. It. I think Gunner's gonna gonna win the state championship, but I think if yeah. There's the re- region two is better than region one, and there's there's a couple of teams that I think are in the area code of the Gunner. I don't think there's anyone in Canadians area code of region one. Not even Wall. I can't talk into Wall. I don't think Wall's got enough offense. I think Canadians gonna just. I don't think Wall's defense, they're, they're way too reliant on their defense. I think Canadian scores 21 points. I don't think Wall can score 21 points against Canadian. I think Holiday and Bells are both good. In, and maybe Comanche? Comanche's yeah. interesting. Joaquin Escobar's done a hell of a job there. Going, he has. Remember, remember in week one when I went to that Comanche game and you were like, what the and hell I, are you doing, Steph? I gave, I, was, you, I gave you all sorts of hell. And I was sitting there watching a, uh, a district champion in the, in the first, round, first week of the season. So who, who knew? It had nothing um, to do with the homemade Mexican food. That yeah, Coach Escobar's wife and no, I made, but, you know. yeah, I guess you're right. Region one is relatively like there's not a ton of depth there, no. um, but I do think that like I don't know, I don't know. Well, let's put it this way: maybe, maybe, maybe you're just saying something because you're a shock jock. But That's I me, would yeah. just it's I me. would just say that I think both of them are going to cruise. Like I don't think I don't think either of these teams play a game within two touchdowns. Could be right. I think I think I guess better chance though of Holiday or Bells giving Gunner a push. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you look at that. I mean, we'll get we'll get. Uh, yeah, it'll be Holiday versus Bells in a regional semifinal. Round Although three, Comanche yeah. could have something to say about that. Yeah. Um, and then they play Gunner. Gunner's got Gunner's got a just a very they're already very second, nice draw. They're already in the second round, so they're already in the second round. TC yeah. TC Hills not going to. Yeah, Wall's already in the second round, so yeah, two teams yeah. already in the area playoffs. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it is it is interesting, but I, I I would say that we can probably expect Canadian versus Gunner part seven thousand. On to the right side of the bracket, Matthew. On the right side in Region Three, this is where things get interesting. This whole because right I, side of the bracket is just strange. It's really strange. Region Three. I think it's a. Th- I think there's three teams you can within your you are within your rights to pick. Uh, nah, I'd probably draw a line between West Rusk and Hemp Hill, but okay. like Newton, Dangerfield, and Hemp and, and West Rusk, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think are all very capable of doing that. Which is probably Ish why picked, Ish, Ish didn't even pick West Rusk, did he? And, no, I picked Newton. He's he's a big West Rusk guy. Uh, but Newton, Newton's this looks like a vintage Newton team. I'll say that. Lake Foster look, is underrated, and he's he's making plays. Newton's got. Got the squad. Dangerfield's got the Dangerfield's the high variance team, right? Yeah. Good Dangerfield can beat anyone, and bad Dangerfield can lose to just about anyone. So no telling with the Tigers. Yeah, they're they're really high variance. Uh, and then West Rusk, West Rusk, that offense is is humming. I have some questions about their defense. They they farted around in a couple of games this year. I know against Grand yeah. Celine, they they mm-hmm. they screwed around. It's they're 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 on the, they're on the good side of the bracket. They should I think get to the regional final, but I'm not sold on the West Rusk. The the sleepers in this region would be either Hemphill or the team the top of District Ten, which was Hooks and DeCab. Yeah, Hooks and DeCab are very, both underrated teams. Yeah, they're underrated, and especially like Hooks has a really nice draw that we could mm-hmm. see them in the third round of the playoffs against against uh, West Rusk, and and then you know who knows. Um, but yeah, that that second round matchup, uh, like if you're talking about like if Dangerfield doesn't show up, that second round matchup with DeCab, DeCab can get them, you know. Agree. If they mm-hmm. if they don't if they if they don't uh, play it up to their paper, 
Finally, on to Region 4, which, again, a very odd region. It's got, like... <sighs> okay, I know who you picked. Yes. And I know who I picked. Um, are you of the opinion that the top two teams here are Lexington and Poth? Yes, I agree. I think they're the two best teams. I... Th- I, I think it's I like Poth. Poth. By a, I think it's Poth by a lot, man. See, I just I th- I don't trust Poth against teams that have any kind of team speed, and Lexington does have a little team speed. Don't don't know how Poth. I mean, bowling in round two will be a a, a test because of the speed they present. Mm-hmm. I just I like Poth, but they've had some they've laid some eggs in the playoffs. So not not of course Lexington. That's the thing is everybody in this region has laid eggs. They're, they've all got warts here. Um, yeah. If you really want to dream on someone, I could dream on Tidehaven a little bit. I think they yeah. do have uh, – Yeah. You know, David Lucio's squad has been very good and kind of underrated. But I, I think I think we're careening towards Lexington Poth regional final. I think – you know who I think we'll see in a regional semifinal is Taft. I like Taft. That Greyhound's yeah. bunch is, is playing good ball. JJ Acosta's put up some video mm-hmm. game numbers throwing the ball. They're, they're throwing the mm-hmm. ball all, all over the field this year. Yeah. Um. So, anyway. So, I like – I mean, but at the same time, like – We've talked about all this. Like, I think Gunner is the heaviest favorite to win a state championship in Texas. Agree. I, I'll yeah. be very surprised if anyone. Uh, Gunner, Gunner, and Carthage are my two. Yeah, picks I'm to putting click. those putting those down right now. I'm, I'm going to Vegas and put putting money on those two. Putting putting the mortgage out there. All right, Matthew. It is on to two A two A Division One. So on the left hand of the left hand side of the bracket, where uh, you've got two teams a team that played for a state championship last year, and then a team that nobody's talking about that's 10-0 that won a stinking state championship last year. Yeah, Stratford, Stratford. Elks, who I'm going to see in the first round of the playoffs. We'll get to that in a minute. Oh, really? I don't know. Yeah, um, this is, so Holly and Stratford, I guess this is a little bit of week 11 recap, but what do you make of the Holly-Cisco game as, as it projects forward? Heavyweight fight. To yeah. elite, I mean, very impressed that Holly came back late in the game to win that because Cisco led for about yeah oh yeah forty five minutes of that. I mean, it, it was I didn't see the I didn't see when Holly scored the game winning touchdown, but it was late, and Cisco was up most. I think I I checked in at one point it was nineteen to seven Cisco, so mm. they had, and Stratford and Cisco in round two. Good Dude, lord, yes, wow, that is that is that is crazy stuff. Um. And yeah, I think Holly's got a really good draw at the bottom side of the bracket. I think that gonna... was a that was a really important win over yeah. Cisco because it yeah. sets them over on the much more favorable side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. Agree. So because they uh, also don't have to deal with another team that I'm pretty high on that I think is flying under people's radar. I think New Deal is 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 yeah. is for and real. New Deal is probably going to get the winner of Stratford and Cisco in round three. So it's yeah. gonna be a it's gonna be a, a battle royale on the top side of the bracket. I think Holly yeah. wins the region again. They got the, they got the big game experience, but Cisco and Stratford are nipping on their heels. Yeah, I would I would agree uh, with that. Okay, on to Region Two, where Crawford is going to be everyone's chalky favorite, and I get it, which is why I took Toller. Hey, the Rattlers have <laughs> done have have done nothing. They have Tol- Toller has wins over Coleman and Comanche, and convincing yes. win that uh, they they beat Comanche pretty convincingly. Coleman was a close game, but. That's a nine and one three A team that totally yes. beat. Jeremy Mullins has got a really good team over there. Yeah, and their defense has been spectacular. They're giving Lights up out. they they have seven points per game this year. I think their defense is legit. But going up against Crawford, whose defense has been even better, 
mm-hmm. giving up, uh, I think, half that, giving up like four points a game. So, how about these two area round matchups? Toller versus Marlin and Crawford versus Coleman. How about that? That Those is a really good area. Really tasty. Because Marlin, I, Marlin's got the one thing in this region that they got, they got speed mm-hmm. and yes. they can, they can, they can, they can stretch a defense. They can put pressure on you because of how fast they are. So Marlin is a scary team. That's, that's another high variance team, right? Yes. When Marlin's really good, they can beat anyone. But when Marlin's bad, they can lose to a lot of people too. Yeah, I think I think there was there was a fair number of people, including myself, who was like, "Oh, you can forget about Marlin when they kind of started off really slow." But they have the wheels are on, mm-hmm. and it's not always steady, but they are they are capable, and 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 they are like they're 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 not they're scary. some team that's they're scary yeah they're scary for sure, and they've got playoff experience. Remember, they made that deep. Yeah. They were in the the uh, semifinals. Semifinals, yeah, semifinals, yeah, yeah. against Crawford. Um, uh, or they, no, beat against, Cro- they beat, they beat Crawford, Crawford and then pl- and played Holly in the semifinals. Yeah, that's right. Over to Region Three, Matthew, which is where the number one team in the state, the Timpson Bears, live. Um, quick, who's the second best team in Region Three? Centerville. Yeah, it's them or like Beckville or Joaquin. Like, yeah, it really. And and by the way, they've beaten two of those three teams. Yeah. Now I did have a coach text me who watched mm-hmm. Timpson and Garrison last week. Okay. And his text was, Timpson is not the number one team in the state. And they've shown vulnerability. They have. Joaquin and, and Garrison, uh, Garrison put up some numbers on them last week. Mm-hmm. Now, Timpson's got the guy in Terry Bussey, who when all else fails, let's just make the plane out of Terry Bussey. But I, I don't think this is a – right now this is not a vintage Timpson team. But they could get it, they could get the wheels on it at any moment. But – I, and the, and I, the thing is, all due respect, they're going to have two weeks to do it because they get mm-hmm. Groveton this week, and they'll probably play like Frankston or maybe big favorites. City. I guess they'll be huge yeah, they'll be big favorites, favorites in both those games. Yeah. But so then they got then they got Centerville in round three. They played in the regional final last year. So yeah, it that, starts that it on Thanksgiving real. for them. Mm-hmm. It gets mm-hmm. real. It gets real in a hurry because then they're probably going to play Centerville, and then they probably play either Joaquin, who took them to the limit, or. Beckville, who was a team they already beat, but is, is playing much one. better of late. That yes. was week one. Or Garrison, who, who Garrison. played him tough. Or how about unbeaten Cooper? Mm-hmm. A lot, mm-hmm. lot of good teams at the top side of that bracket. So Timpson's the favorite, but they got to get they got to they got to prove that they belong there. Yep, they're my pick, on... but I'm 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 not. They're not the lock and stock pick that they were last year. So now we get to Region Four, which has been the power nexus of two A Division One, mm-hmm. right? And there's ample reason to believe, unless you disagree with me, there's ample reason to believe that we are once again careening towards Shiner Refurio Part 2. I think so. Uh, I think that actually, like, boy, I think Refurio could walk to Victoria right now. Just start walking. Yeah. Like, I don't see anybody on that bottom half of the bracket. Shiner's got a little trickier path with Mason in the round two and then probably Flatonia in round three. Mm-hmm. Shiner's going to be favored over the, but those are too much. Those two games are way tougher than anything Refurio's got at the bottom side. Of oh the yeah. I, um, I, I think we can go ahead and put Refurio into the regional final right now. Honestly. And then it's, and then it's a question of beating a good team twice. You know what I mean? And, and for, and, and I think it's, it's, it'll once again be a very close game. Shiner's going to have that dude and Dalton Brooks, but you know, we'll see. Um, and then on the broader scale, like I know, like everyone in this office loves Timpson. We all love Timpson folks. I, I love Terry Bussey. I love them, but dude, have we just forgotten that region four has dominated region three? I think like, Timpson as 
because Timson brought back the big names from last year and they played a significantly better Shiner team last year, really close. But I think the question with Timson is, is, is the bones and the guts of that team still yeah. there? So that, that, those are the questions that have to be answered. I, I, I think I got Refurio Timson in the semifinals. I think I'll say this. I think Timson matches up much better with Refurio than they do Shiner this year. Interesting. Because of because of what Refurio brings to the table as far as the speed and everything else, I think Shiner's still gonna line up and mash you. So yeah. that's this that's my I think Timpson, I think this is their year, but I'm less bullish on them now than I was five weeks ago. I'm taking Refurio. I'm taking Refurio. I think they're gonna win the title. Um and yeah, but I think that I think that regardless of that semifinal between, you know, presumably Timpson and whoever they see out of region four will be pretty good. Okay. On to the final 11-man bracket, Matthew, as we are now into our minute number 100 of this podcast. <clears throat> Two-way Division 2. You put some timestamps on it. You'll be good. Yeah. You're, maybe I will. We'll see. We'll see. Two-way Division 2. We'll start in Region 1. And everyone in the Dave Campbell's Texas football staff took Wellington. Mm-hmm. Um, that once again makes me a little bit nervous, but at the same time, I'm just not sure I see I'm who else it could and, be. And, and maybe New Home? New homes, good. We haven't talked at all about them. They're a relatively new, quote unquote, call up from six man football, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they have been. There's nine and one. They've been great. They've been uh, throwing it all all over the yard. They they yeah. they line up four wide receivers and they they chunk it around. So they're they're and Sunray with Armando Lujan. Yeah, uh, he's put up video game numbers. Clarendon has the best player in the region in Texas Tech. Commit Jamari Davis. Yeah. They just don't have a lot around him though. So. Mm-hmm. I think Wellington's the favorite, but I, it, I think they're probably the favorite because of default. I just don't see anyone else in Region One. That's, that's probably that's got, right. It's kind of yeah. one of those. It's more about what re, what's not in Region One than it is about. Wellington. Yeah, I was going to say like if 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 you put Wellington in Region Two, they'd be like third or fourth, maybe. Yeah. Or second, mm-hmm. you know, second or third, maybe. But uh, but in Region One, they're the favorite, uh, and that's why Boys Ranch is going to beat them. <laughs> the mighty Rough Riders. I, I want to be very clear that. If if the Boys Ranch Rough Riders beat Wellington, they will be our team of the year. That's just that's the hard stuff. <laughs> it's just gonna happen. Um, like anyway, on to Region Two. Region Two is relatively. I think there's a few different teams you could a few different ways you could go here. Uh, whereas it's really Wellington and the field in Region One. Mm-hmm. Here, two, three, four, five, Some six teams. different teams. There's I mean, there's really good teams, teams here. Yeah. I, I think Albany is the s- smart pick for most. I went with Wink. I think yeah. this is their year. They, they've they been unbelievable all year, and they've got Cannon Gibson back for one more ride. I think I think he's, he's the guy. Uh, one of their best receivers didn't make it back. He went on vacation out of, out of the country and couldn't, couldn't get back in the country. And if they had him, I, th- I wonder if Wink what? would be even more. Yeah, yeah, he – couldn't get back in the country. Uh, he went to the Bahamas or something and couldn't get back in. Coach Gibson was telling me about it. So if they had him, I wonder how good they'd be. Um, Albany, obviously, is, is Denny Faith. They were our preseason pick to win the state title. Yep. And they've done, other than the loss to Comanche, they ha- you know I think they lost to, they lose one uh, or two Holly. games. Comanche, Holly and oh, Comanche, Comanche, which yeah. those losses have aged pretty well. So 19 you know, one. I think I think Holly's still a, a formidable opponent. I think Winthorst and Archer City are kind of lurking. And then, don't forget mm-hmm. about the the seven on seven state champions in Miles, who have had a great year as well mm-hmm. at eight and two, kind of lurking there at the bottom. And then I even think a team like Co- Collinsville and Santo. Yes, the, the, Santo, those, I'm into. 
and Collinsville beat Santos. So, you know, Collinsville down there at the bottom of the bracket could have a pretty, pretty cushy, cushy run to the yeah. regional final where all, cause Albany and Wink would have to play each other on Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, if Munster gets her wheels on, like they're, they're such, they played a really tough schedule, right? They like, they, they have five losses, but the mm-hmm. losses are to like Bells, Paradise, Pottsboro, Santo, and then Collinsville. Those are five, like, I know it's hard to say five good losses, but they have five good losses. And you want to talk about a coach who knows his way around the playoffs. Brady Carney. Brady Carney knows his way around the playoffs. So it wouldn't, they're, they're probably a deep sleeper there. Okay. On to region number three. Uh, is the is the conversation just like Mart, and then we can just move on? Yes. Uh, all due respect to the other 15, other 15 teams in this region, Mart's head and shoulders the best team in this region. I don't think they're going to have a close game. I think Maybe the second best love Price Carlisle. Lady. I'd go Price Carlisle. Price Carlisle or Love Lady. Yeah, I think Mart rolls. Okay. Yeah, Price Carlisle or Love Lady are probably the, the second best team, and, and they'll, that'll be a fun, I think that'll be a fun regional semifinal there. But mm-hmm. Mart, not only are they the best team, but I also think they got the best draw. Like that's, there's, there's not a team that I think is going to give them any sort of real trouble in that top half of the, that top half. And then Price Carlisle and, um, and Lovelady are going to beat each other up or, mm. or they have to face Mart. And also Mart just dominates region three. Like that's just kind of what they do. Yep. Uh, but of course they didn't make it to the state championship game out of that right-hand side of the bracket last year, Matthew. No, that was, uh, that belonged to the fall city beavers down in region four. Now I don't think fall city is going to win region four. Your mileage may vary here. Um, Don't think but, they are either. But so I know you took Burton, and I, I am interested in your in in how you put Burton together because one of the things that maybe it's just because they have I think they've played a pretty weak schedule, and they've had a couple they've had like two three games where they've kind of farted around. Yeah, Hearn particularly was Hearn and Holland were the two Hearn and Fall City man yeah Fall City's just a weird team they they just they just play such an odd style it's hard to match up with yeah Yeah. and so false Burton's kind of got their gotten it rolling against the weaker part of their schedule later in the year I honestly just went with Burton to be a contrarian honestly I I, I I think the 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 difference in Burton Chilton and Burton are pretty close I just I think a case can be made for Burton I, I think you know Chilton's really good and I think a case could be made down at the bottom of the bracket for Granger. Yeah, I think dude, I think Granger's going to play for the regional final. Yeah, I think that by finishing second in that district, they probably yeah. got the, the best draw um, yeah. because up at the top, like so, I went with Chilton, and my reasoning is very easy. Chilton is the best team from the best district of this region. District thirteen is undoubtedly the best district. It's a really in that good region. district. Bremont Bremont's a really good team and finished. Milano's Milano was state ranked at one point. And they finished fourth. Dude, I think there's a fair chance they get uh, like Milano's probably not beaten Burton, but I think the other three teams are going to make the the regional semifinals. Yeah, agree. Like I could see Bre- I could see Bremont beating Fall City, and then shout out Sabinall, first unbeaten regular season since 1929. But I would take Bremont over Sabinall in a second round in the second round matchup. And so yeah, I I, I think that you're going to have three 13 uh, 2A Division two teams in, in a regional semifinals between them and Burton, and then it'll be agree. kind of battle royale at that point. <laughs> And I got um, Mart over Wink in the state championship. What a what a fun state title game! That would, that would be a fun. That'll be pointsy. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, I've got Mart, and I think I've got Mart over Albany. That's what I'm rolling with. Mart over Albany. 
Um, so yeah. All right. Let me run through one A one A real quick. One A Division One. Uh, region one is 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 going to be like it's. Can anybody beat Happy? They look like the, the class region one. It's probably all due respect to our friends out there. It's probably the weakest region uh, of one A Division one is is out there. But Happy does look like the class of region of region one. Region two is where it gets really tasty. Those District seven versus District eight games are really good. Rankin versus Ira and Westbrook versus Garden City. Whoever comes out of that kind of uh, whoever wins those will be favored over the winners of those other by district matchups and then in a regional final they would face off against one another i like westbrook there um over in region three that is where abbott lives the number one team in our rankings they look the part of a state championship contender i got some intel this week that blum is back <laughs> that's right okay, uh, Bl- okay. Bl- blum is uh blum is getting so getting healthy and starting to play their best football right now keep an eye on the bobcats they didn't have uh, they've got a they've got a they've got a tough record six and four but they they're starting to put it together gordon is another team to keep an eye on at 10 and 0 but abbott is probably your favorite in region three and then in region four it's really kind of split and it's kind of the power nexus is very clearly district 14 with between jonesboro and may jonesboro won the regular season contest but they would love a rematch but may by virtue of that game by virtue of that loss uh, they now have to play unbeaten Erie and County in the first round of the playoffs. So very intriguing matchup there in the first round between Erie and County and May. Uh, mm-hmm. Overall, I believe I took Happy, I took Westbrook, I took Abbott, and I took Jonesboro, and then I'm taking Abbott over Westbrook in a state championship game. That's 1A Division One Down to the smallest classification, 1A Division Two. In Region 1, the power nexus there is in District uh, is in District. Uh, Three with Balmeray and Sanderson. Balmeray just beat Sanderson in the regional final, but uh, but keep it on Whit Harrell, another team that I think is kind of flying under the radar. But I think I like Balmeray there. Groom is also a team to keep an eye on uh, at five and five. Keep an eye on the Tigers of Groom. I think that they're they're a little they're pretty dangerous. They they started the year uh, one and five and have since but they of their tough schedule, but they have rattled off their final game. So keep an eye on them. But Balbray is probably my favorite there. Region two is where Benjamin, the number one team in one division two lives. And they've got the single individual best playmaker in the state in Grayson Rigdon. However, a very interesting first round matchup with Motley County because Motley County's had a down year, but if they're putting it together, few teams have as much pedigree as they do. Newcastle's another team to keep an eye on. And then there's Jayton, which is, I think is getting their wheels back on as well. They've had a bit of a weird year. Paducah kind of, that's a really interesting first round matchup with Paducah. Throckmorton's another team to keep an eye on there. They've got a really interesting first round matchup with Bowie Goldberg. On the right side of the bracket, the east side of the of, of the bracket, uh, Region 3 is probably the place where our, our experts kind of disagreed the most. Uh, some people like Oakwood. I think Oakwood's off to a really nice start. What they've been able to put together, 8-2, and two, has been very strong. Oglesby is 10-0, and 0, uh, but they got a tough first round matchup. I think they're maybe a bit of a product of a, of a soft schedule. Uh, Bluffdale is my pick. I've seen them in person. I like this Bluffdale team. They're physical. They throw the ball a little bit and they, 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 their defense has been very strong. First round matchup with Calvert is another team with, with kind of an ugly record, but has found a way to get into the playoffs and has great pedigree, but a really interesting matchup there. Uh, and then in region four, region four, all eyes are on Cherokee and Richland Springs. Richland Springs, as a result of that loss, their first district loss in forever, they now have to play Zephyr in the first round, which is no easy task. Seven, uh, nine and one Zephyr. And if they win that game, they're playing Lorraine. And I think they'll be underdogs to Lorraine in the second round of the playoffs. If they get past that, they're probably getting Cherokee. Cherokee, the number one or the number two team in the state, I believe, at nine and oh, they've got that win over Richland Springs, which is their real feather in their cap 
Are they able to kind of put it all together? They get blanket in the first round. They'll be favored there. And then they'll get rising star and undefeated or rather a, a really surprising rising star squad. It wouldn't be a surprise if we get a rematch of Cherokee and Ritson Springs in the regional final. As far as predictions are concerned, I believe I went with Balmeray in region one. I went with Benjamin in region two. I'm going with Bluffdale in region three. And I like Cherokee in region four. And I'm going to go with Benjamin over Cherokee in the state championship game. And that is 1A Division two, And that is all 12 brackets. There we go. We did it. Mission accomplished. Oh, my God, dude. I've done so much talking today. Oh. Okay. Well, Greg, can I, can I talk about one thing real quick? And that's our friends at Country Meats. Oh, thank you. Go for it. Special shout out to our sponsor, Country Meats. They handcraft delicious, healthier snacks that help groups and teams easily raise money with 12 delicious flavors to choose from. Reach your fundraising goals fast and order yours at countrymeats.com. Use discount code STEP10, that's STEP, the number one and zero, to get 10% off of your first order. Countrymeats.com, they love the playoffs as much as me and you do. Yes, they do. You know, can I just tell you something? I'll just blow up his spot. I just got an Instagram message from Cannon Gibson. Okay. He tagged me because okay. I picked Albany. We were just talking about it. He just wrote, he just wrote, come on, at Greg Tupper. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Come on. Uh, me screenshot that. S- screenshot that, please. <laughs> anyway, go on. Where are you going this week? All right. Well, uh, Thursday, I will be in the Texas Panhandle. As we have a Thursday night matchup at Hereford Whiteface Stadium as the Sundown Roughnecks take on the Stratford Elks. So I'll get a good look at a team that we think is a state title contender in Stratford right off the bat here in the first round of the playoffs. Um, then Friday, I got a doubleheader Friday night. Uh, we'll start at 4 o'clock at Happy, Bank, Happy State Bank Stadium in Canyon as the Spearman Lynx take on the Abernathy Antelopes. And then I will head up to Borger to Bulldog Stadium for a 7 o'clock kickoff between the Shamrock Fighting Irish and the Sunray Bobcats. Mm-hmm. Saturday, I'll be in the Houston area. I'll hop on a Southwest flight from Amarillo to Houston, and at 1 o'clock Saturday, I'll be at Del Mar Stadium as the Stratford Spartans take on the Houston Heights Bulldogs in a 6A matchup in the first round of the playoffs. And then we'll close the weekend out Saturday night at Planet Ford Stadium in spring as the Conroe Oak Ridge War Eagles take on the Spring Decaney Wildcats in, I believe, one of just four UIL 11-man playoff games being played on Saturday. I'll be at two of them. Really? There's only four? Yeah, there's uh, those two that I'll be at. There is Houston Memorial and Houston Westbury, I believe, are playing at 11 Mm -hmm. a.m. And then at Tully. And then in San Antonio at two o'clock Saturday, uh, Del Rio takes on San Antonio Harlan. Damn! So we should only get brackets done. Oh, the only four Saturday games. Yeah, Yeah, we should have everything done. uh, Most everything done Friday night. Love it. Uh, TexasFootball.com slash playoffs, but you guys know that already. Printer brackets um, and. Uh, yeah, watch Valley Sports Southwest. Uh, you so by the way, so Valley Sports Southwest is. I guess we can probably tell people now. Sure. Um, we're going to be doing a game each week. Um, they're doing a game of the week. I'm not sure if it's been announced, but um, I can There'll tell be you a that game on Friday night. So a game. There will be a game on on Friday night. Let me see if they've put it out there. They have not yet, and so I'm not going to say anything yet, but there will be a game on Friday night instead of the usual football Friday nonsense, but Craig Way is going to be calling the game, and uh, and as a result, High School Scoreboard Live will feature Aaron Hardigan, Greg Tepper, 
and Ashley Pickle. Whoa. That's right. Let's go. How about that? So, should be a lot of fun. All right. I'm so done talking about the playoffs for today. And then I'm going to go sleep and I'm going to talk about it more tomorrow. There we Um, go. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Steph, thanks for your courage. Thank you. Talk to you next week on Tap and Step.